Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the One and Done Film Club. Grab your popcorn and overpriced candy and sit down a seat here at the Bob Bullock Texas State History Museum. But really, no. Welcome to your favorite podcast provider. This is the One and Done Film Club. I am one of your hosts, Reed Devaney of the Babble Bubble, and joining me today, per usual, is the truly fantastical, the most handsome man to ever sport a beanie, Mr. Alden Diaz. Alden, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I uh, just want to commend you real quick for broadcasting from an unprecedented tundra. Uh, for those listening, obviously, we, we heard the, the Texas reference just there. But yeah, you're you're a true champ, you know, hunkering down to to do do a movie night with us during during this chaos. So for people listening, you know, you're doing all right, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here as always. This is gonna be one of those ones that we've teased where we're like not ultra passionate about it, but it'll <laughs> still be fun. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mr. Octo Radio, and uh, the other host we have here is the illustrious. The man of mystery himself, Mr. Nikki Kumar of the Imperial Senate podcast. Well, how's it going, guys? <laughs> it is uh, it's good to be here, especially with the, uh, the, week, the week we've all just sort of <laughs> either firsthand experienced or secondhand experienced. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's nice that we get to uh, come back to what we enjoy doing, which is talking absolute nonsense into <laughs> into microphones and having a good time doing it so so yeah i'm excited to see what we end up doing today yes absolutely so as uh, as alden teased this is a franchise that's very different than the past two that we've talked about on the show you know indiana jones harry potter those are both very important to us and have played important roles in our respective lives but this this next group of movies we're looking at is one that I simply describe as they exist. You know, I, I don't really have much heart or soul. They're around. They're perfectly fine. They're, they're more than fine. They're fun or else we wouldn't be talking about them here. So I'll, you know, I'll say I'm, I'm coming in, you know, relatively blind. And when, it, when we get to the debate, I'll, I'll go more into this. But what we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, and people of all genders, um, is the Mission Impossible films. Such a good theme. We'll start there. Such a good theme. Such a good theme. And I'd like to say we picked these films uh, for this episode to honor Tom Cruise for being a staunch believer of wearing masks during COVID. <laughs> so uh, he, he loves a protocol, man. He, he, loves, loves. he loves a COVID protocol. He loves a ghost protocol. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The Absolutely. world is looking at us. Oh, that, that audio is being pieced in. If you're listening to this, it, it should happen right now. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night, insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you I don't ever want to see it again. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Yeah. So this is why we're talking about these films. Also, masks play very heavy 
in this franchise masks yep. to make your yep. face look like another person's face so so there we go so uh per usual the show uh is doing a non-standard way to do the picking order for which films or uh, the picking order which films we want to debate to talk about to be the one entry of the one and done film club so nikki why don't you take us away with what was the selection process for this week Alrighty, so this uh, this week we decided to um, go on to Twitter actually and run a poll to help us decide the order. Um, usually, you know, in the past we did trivia. We did a, found a goofy who saw the last Harrison Ford movie for Indy, and this time we're like, you know what? Let's let's outsource a little. Let's see let's see what the people online might help us decide. So we'll probably keep running Twitter polls, see how they go, see keep mixing them up. Um, but we did pick a uh, sort of a theme to go with Mission Impossible movies, of course. Um, so I guess I'll just go ahead and introduce the poll itself, which we ran over Valentine's weekend. So um, it's, it's both spy and romantic based. Hell yeah. So we were, we were wondering <laughs> which of these sexy super spies would you want to take out on a date? We got 50 votes, 50 very helpful people. Um, helping us decide who we want to take out on a date. Um, and with 22% of the vote, Mr. Johnny English. So sexy. Who is, is quite the charming, alluring spy, but he did come last. And that was No Reed's love for choice. comedy. No love no. for comedy with the people. That was Reed's choice, or Reed will be pitching last. Then next with 26% of the vote, is Jinx from Die Another Day, which was my vote. Um, so apparently, you know, Halle Berry not good enough to cut it in this time. And then with a whopping over half percent, 52% of the vote, Ingrid Cortez from Spy Kids. And that was, of course, Alden's choice. So Alden will be going first. I mean, come on. Absolutely sweeping. Have you seen this it? Ball. <laughs> Have you seen Spy Kids? <laughs> I just... Look, this is this is what I took over. Twitter wants to break up a family. That that's my takeaway. <laughs> Home wreckers, yeah. each and every one of you. They want to they want to they want to intrude upon the Cortez family. So like we'll get there. We're gonna get to that franchise. But I'll say now, one of the greatest love stories ever. So shout out to Gregorio Cortez for locking it down. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it, it is one of the few franchises where Antonio Banderas is the least attractive member of a couple. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You're, oh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's I mean, also... Zorro, maybe. Zorro's Zorro, maybe. There. And then there's also, uh, in Desperado, he's with Salma. Oh, true. So, so, so there's that. There but the that character too. itself, you know, brings so much. Ingrid Cortez oh, sure. is a character. She's amazing. Yeah. You know, just just so our listeners know, when we were picking these, as soon as Alden opened with Ingrid Cortez, Nikki and I knew it was over. <laughs> like shit. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna win. Um, but and she won. She won big time. So um, if we don't have anything else to cover, we can go ahead and jump right into that. Though the pitch order will be Alden, Nikki, and Reed. Well, we tell you all. Uh, when we start these or on social media or in the episode descriptions, the one and done film club, we want to watch a movie with you. And that's sort of the thing. It's a movie night. It's casual um, and passionate, but really like 
think about that first. Like, we want to watch a movie with you. This is one of the situations where we're all sort of either lukewarm or, or you know, we're bringing a novice perspective to this. There are people where this is their franchise. Like, it's, it's, a t- it's going toward a seventh and eighth movie for a reason. And not in a schlocky, sort of fast and furious way where it's, you know, slam, bang, you know, crazy, ridiculous. Like, it gets weirder and weirder every time. Like, these are good. And some people would argue they've gotten critically better uh, as they've gone on. So, like, this is, this is a legit contender. And so, when we say we want to watch a movie with you, you're listening to this. You might be the expert here. And so, we want to come in, I think with whatever connections we can make. And with that being said, there were two that came to mind here. And I approached both of them through a who behind the scenes am I passionate about? Like who has had a connection with me um, as I've grown up and loved film, as I've you know loved other franchises. And those two names were Brad Bird and J.J. Abrams. Um, I have to pick though for this moment in time as much as I love Brad I'm gonna go with Mission Impossible 3 J.J. Abrams directorial debut which people forget because J.J. had been around he'd been around since the 90s I mean we hear the stories like J.J. and Matt Reeves uh, fixed up Spielberg student films when they were teenagers and all that stuff is true and he had already um, launched Lost with Lindelof and the other writers, and and he you know he'd done his part and pieced out from there, and he'd done Felicity. He wrote regarding Henry with Harrison Ford. He had been working all the way up toward actually kicking it off and getting in the director's chair. This was his first time, and Mission Impossible had sort of been considered at this point not a dead property, but it had gone, you know, it had considerably dropped off with the second installment, which everyone sort of universally agrees is the worst one despite it being a John Woo movie. So that's, you know, pretty weird when John Woo has your worst movie. Um, but the first one, you know, in the nineties, big hit. And then, you know, with this property, which, you know, had existed in, in television before. Um, but this was JJ really tapping into the ethos of Abrams of, you know, he gets a lot of flack and like, yes, it's all, you're all very, correct when you talk about the ending stuff and oh boy we get it and oh boy it will not be the last time we talk about it but what he does is takes a step back looks at the painting and says why do people love this and more so than a boardroom full of executives or any amount of field work or focus groups or anything it's his eye into why do people love this that has let him revitalize this franchise, Star Trek, Star Wars, and with his individual efforts on Super 8, and it has allowed him to team up with people like Jordan Peele to produce things like Lovecraft Country. And then when you hear the rumors of, is JJ gonna do Superman? People get all in a tizzy because of how they feel about Into Darkness or Rise of Skywalker, but he is the guy that can say, what what made Christopher Reeves work? What made Henry Cavill work? And he did that with the character of Ethan Hunt here in Mission Impossible 3. It's the, it's the one that I'm the most passionate about that I would actually say I'm a fan of, even though on the whole of the franchise, I'm sort of a novice. Uh, 3 is one that I've always gone to for him. It has a little bit of that JJ family element with Carrie Russell being in it. And it also has the other reason why I selected it. 
a villain performance by Philip Seymour Hoffman that is so good. It is electric. It is sinister. It is understated by one of the greatest to ever do it. In wrestling terms, they would say, one of the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots. This is Philip Seymour Hoffman, just like peak, just shit eating, just so much going on behind the eyes. We were robbed when he passed away, I believe seven years ago. And I think it would be a great time to revisit him and also revisit why J.J. Abrams is a success in the first place. Now we talk about him like he's an institution. He's one of those guys, Abrams, Nolan, you know, uh, all of those guys that are just around. You know, he's not a new flavor anymore. But this was the thing. And that's why I'm going with three. All right. Ba-boom. Okay. Nice. So uh, I'm hearing what you're saying. You're making some very good points. <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry that happened or good for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do love me some JJ as well. And I, I love, I love the, I love the reasoning there, but I, for somebody not invested in this franchise as much, I believe very very strongly in us watching what I believe is either is one of possibly the best action movies of the last five years. It's Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, this movie is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's 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 an amazing why it's amazing just Mission Impossible entry. Um, it's got a great, uh, it's got a great mass gag. It's got a great, um, it's got the great, you know, twists and turns you expect with a spy movie. Um, it's got insane action. I think to me, this is the one that you like most see Tom Cruise wants to kill himself. Like this is like the most evident one. Yeah. His, his wish to die in, the weirdest way I feel like is the most evident in this one. Um, you get Henry Cavill with his arm reloads. Um, you get, you get, oh my God, you get the most incredible like set pieces through Paris and London and all sorts of good stuff. And it's done by Chris McQuarrie who did such a good job with this one and five as well, but especially this one, he did such a good job with this one. And he got seven and eight right off the bat, too. Um, so this guy is currently so do like such a like powerhouse in running Mission Impossible that he's now got four of these movies in a row. And this one is an absolute testament to his ability as a writer, as a director, to cruise as a you know, cruise as a performer. Um, it's it is insane. And I'm sure there's like other things that I forgot to say to like that for this movie. <laughs> but like for me, it's especially if you've not seen this one yet, you have to see this one. Um, it's, it's so cool. And I think, you know, like I'm not like, I'm not hyperbolizing when I think it's, when I say I think it's like possibly the best action movie in the last five years because it is so well done and i i can't can't speak to the same levels of 
this is what makes Chris McQuarrie tick. Um, <laughs> but it is it is a real testament. And this and you know, speaking of, if you're not familiar with the things he's done, um, he's got a great history with uh, the Usual Suspects. He was a writer for. So if you're familiar with how that movie turns out, um, you'll be impressed with what he spins up in this one. Um, if you, you might have heard a little, little movie called Rogue One. He's got some uncredited writing work for. Never heard of um, it. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he did. I think he, he worked on Val, Valkyrie. He worked on The uh, Edge of Tomorrow. So he's also well-versed with Tom Cruise. Um, and yeah, I am so like in awe of this movie. And I haven't seen it for a good while. And I want to watch it again. I want to watch it with you guys if it's your first time. If you're a listener and it's your first time, I want to watch it with you again um, because it is pure brilliance in an action movie and franchise um, franchise installments. It's it's so good. I really want to respond to both of y'all, but I want to start with me first because that's how we're supposed to do this. So allow me. Picture this, it's early December, 2011. You go to your IMAX theater of choice. The screen goes dark. What is it that you hear coming through the speakers? Before pushing him off a plane. That's right, the opening scene of The Dark Knight Rises before the release of Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, where Bane's voice was so bad, so impossible to understand, people complained about it so loudly, they went back and redid the whole goddamn film with his voice. You could, it sounded like a broken McDonald's box. Now, what does that have to do with the film? Well, let me tell you something. I have only seen one Mission Impossible film in my entire life. And it was that one right there. Did I go because I wanted to see the preview of The Dark Knight Rises? It kind of. I was invited to go with my wonderful aunt and uncle, and I heard this was going to be before it. So I thought, oh, good. I don't know this franchise, but I do know Batman. So let me enjoy that. And I remember leaving, thinking way more about Batman and what the hell Bane was saying than uh, the movie I'd just seen. Uh, however, it is funny. I, I did see the first half of that movie again since I saw it in theaters, and that's the fullest extent of my Mission Impossible experience. Uh, you know, Alden, you were saying how much you love Brad Bird and what Brad Bird means to you, and I think there is a massive generation of young adults who aren't aware of the influence Brad Bird had over them based on everything wonderful that he did with Pixar, mm. with Ratatouille and The Incredibles. And Mission Impossible is cool because there's so many spy elements in The Incredibles. You know, The Incredibles is more of a spy movie than a superhero movie in a lot of ways. And so to see that Brad Bird is able to take that, pick it up and put it into a spy movie setting like Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, the one and only fantastic movie in the entire Mission Impossible franchise, I can attest to that. 10 out of 10 compared to every single other one I've seen. Um, you know, it, it's fun to see that translation there. You know, how he does animated kid film versus here's a grown-up one. Obviously, no superpowers, but you do have super technology. Uh, that's also fun because that's a Michael Giacchino soundtrack. And so the Incredibles main theme draws a lot of influence 
from the famous Mission Impossible theme. You can look at a lot of similar musical cues to see it go full circle. Mission Impossible theme, Incredibles, Mission Impossible soundtrack with the Incredibles guy. So that all stirs up a lot of fun. You get to see a nice partnership there. Um, it also just has a, a super cool uh, moment, the, the free solo climbing of the Burj Khalifa then at the time, I don't know if it still is, the tallest building in the world in, in the shooting there in Dubai. I also was a big fan of the TV show Lost and Josh Holloway is in that movie very briefly. He's the one who plays Sawyer. So that struck a particular nerve for me. It was exciting because I didn't know he was going to be in that movie. So once again, he's only in the first half. So the first half of the movie and Batman beforehand really resonates with me. And then the final piece of evidence I want to bring to the table is that in Indiana Jones, for our episode, I pitched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the fourth entry of that franchise. For Harry Potter, I pitched Goblet of Fire, the fourth entry of that franchise. So for Mission Impossible, Dagnamit, Ghost Protocol, the fourth entry of that franchise. I am nothing if not predictable and loyal to the number four. Once we get to a trilogy, I'm just gonna have to make up a brand new movie altogether. Uh, so there's my pitch, though in all seriousness, when I said I wanted to respond to the two of y'all, I feel like I may have to be a deciding vote here because you two are very passionate about the two movies you pitched, definitely more so than me. And so I kind of want to hear more about your takes on this because Alden, you gave a thesis level take on J.J. Abrams and the birth of his career. And Nikki, you had the smile of a, of a 12 year old boy discovering something exciting for the first time when you were talking about Fallout. You know, people can't see the camera. So I'm just feeling the positive enthusiasm that the two of you have for your respective movies. So I'm curious to hear more. If you ask me about Ghost Protocol, I'm afraid I don't have much more to pitch, but who knows, maybe I won you over with some Batman references, we'll see. I'm just more excited about what the number four means for the Pirates of the Caribbean episode. I was, I had similar thoughts, but I was, thinking, uh, <laughs> I was going with the, the, the classic Batman. I was like, are we gonna have to watch Batman and Robin? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, there we go. Well, Three different choices here on the look, table. We're at, we're at another stand still, just like Harry Potter, but this <laughs> yeah. time there's not a like a lifetime's worth of investment to work with. All right. Um, point one. Alden, have you seen Mission Impossible Fallout? <laughs> no. Reed has not seen Mission Impossible Fallout either. So, my my first little piece here i'm encourage you guys to watch something new <laughs> i'm encourage you guys to say you know what i haven't seen this one yet let's let's see what all the hoopla is about <laughs> because surely surely when this film came out you were hearing the buzz about it oh yeah I, oh yeah Undeniable. so so i i'm i want to be the guy who shows you what that buzz was about <laughs> And I want to watch it with. I want to talk about it with. I want to. I want to laugh at Henry Cavill's mustache with you. I want to. <laughs> I, I want to talk about Alec Baldwin with you. Oh, isn't he the president to, or the? He's like the head of the CIA or something. Or not the uh, CIA. He's part of like the organization. Like I think. IMF, impossible. He's, yeah. in Go, he's in Ghost Protocol also, though. I think that's the first movie to introduce him. Who's Angela mm -hmm. Bassett? Is she the president? She's the head of the CIA. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, There's a lot I of cool she, people. I think <laughs> she's Henry Cavill's boss in the movie, and he's CIA. Um, I want to watch Tom Cruise do a Halo jump with you guys, and 
like the cameraman did the jump backwards as well. People, people always, you know, you can't forget about the cameraman and these stunts. <laughs> um, so there's, there's, there's just a lot in this. I am, I'd be, I'd be super thrilled to watch like this movie for the first and like experience it for the first time through you guys as well. I hear you. I see you, but I'm going to ignore you for a second. Reed, have you, <laughs> are you, have you ever looked into who created that show lost that you love so much? I, you know what? There, there is that JJ gentleman. <laughs> I'm not going down the, the, the lost angle, but what I will say is this for a franchise that we are not all so immersed in, I do think that there is a conversation to be had about entry points and about natural reboot points. And no one pitched one, which I didn't expect none of them would. So that means that the next natural point to jump in is three because it sees, you know, a retired Ethan when it starts and it's sort of like a re-injecting life into this thing. I'm worried a little bit that having not seen uh, Rogue Nation, that I will not get the full Fallout experience. Are there thoughts about that? You know what? That is an excellent point. I do not want to be someone who's left behind. If anything, going backwards <laughs> to Mission Impossible 3 would greater enhance my feeling of Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Of the Dark Knight Rises prologue. <laughs> I can only say... Fallout was the first one I saw. <laughs> and I went back and watched the other ones. And I didn't necessarily, like, if you want to get, like, nitpicky, then you can be like, oh, okay, maybe that's a little bit of prior knowledge. But I didn't feel like the enjoyment factor was lessened by mm. not knowing exactly who who is who in a different thing. And And I don't remember there being too much behind um like not feeling uh you know like the plot i think stands fairly well on its own as far as um like i don't think it's so tethered to rogue nation as as one might think um so that's 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 all i can say from my perspective on that and so, so nikki you have seen three mm-hmm Okay, so you'd be the one to answer this question. Which one is funnier? Dude, I think I think the um, Macquarie scripts are like quite funny, um, and I, especially the the mask gag in in Fallout, I think, is super funny. Um, and again, man, like fucking. Henry Cavill reloading his arms, I think, is super funny as well. Who's the villain in, in this one? That's a big thing for me on three. Who's the villain in Fallout? Yeah. It's, Does that uh, give away the plot? You're lagging. Is this a surprise? Oh, is it like, yeah, is it a big twist? I don't... Possibly. Okay. So there's not like a big like marquee actor that they set up as the villain for it. I, I don't remember his name because I haven't seen it <laughs> in a long time. Um, okay, believe... so it seems like Alden's winning in the villain category then. 
sure. If you want to, if you want to take the actor as of uh, the villain actor as um, the as a as a piece of this, yeah, it's it's no Philip Seymour Hoffman. I can tell you that. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it is also the Rogue Nation guy. Oh. Okay. But but that's not. I still don't feel like that is um, hampered by having not seen Rogue Nation. Interesting. 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 Hmm. Is this going to be one of those? See, this, this, this is the thing is that we have such a lukewarm love for this <laughs> that I feel like it's getting more scientific than it normally gets. Yeah. Like it's not like memories or this, that. Like now I'm looking at, you know, score, like, you know, the music for this one or for that one. Uh... My, yeah, my thing is, I don't have, I'm lukewarm on the franchise. But I'm Rock Han, I'm Han warm on <laughs> on I'm Han hot on Fallout. It is mm-hmm. it is a humdinger of a movie. I love the word humdinger. You you are you are pitching yourself. Now this is when you know I don't want to be the bad guy because like I said I'm kind of the swing vote here. I'm trying to figure out which of the two of you would be more upset. If I went for the other person's film, oh, and Nikki, <laughs> and Nikki seems <laughs> pretty gung so passionate. He's so passionate. I feel like we have to go with him here, right? Because I, because yeah, because I'm passionate <laughs> about the people that made three. Like it's got Giacchino, you know, JJ, obviously. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like, it's almost like it's a weird situation because Nikki's pitch clashing with mine almost makes me want to watch his in like a prove it type way because what he mm. said was best action film of the past five-ish years and i feel very passionately about what i think holds that title john wick three uh okay so, okay. so we will I, I i caveated with one of yeah yeah one of so, one, so... one of and possibly so then because made... I, I also think john wick three is uh... Yeah, our, I mean, and then there's also Fear of the Road. Um, that's not in the past five years because I double checked that. Oh, oh <laughs> that's before true. making a claim. That's yeah. true because it's it's 2021 now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it would it just got edged out of there. So yeah, so I'm almost in a, you know, I have seen three, I like three. Uh, I, I think it would also be fun for this to be my first uh, blind watch as well as you read. All right. Well, I think we're decided that we're going to go with, with fallout, follow yes, the passion. It? Yes, feeling it. You got to start reloading your arms like Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make this a GIF to promote the episode. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. I was worried because I didn't have anything to celebrate, you know, the franchise that previously, you know, when we record, I try to wear something, hmm. you know, that's, relative to what's going on uh but i don't have anything for mission impossible but i do have a gerald of rivia funko pop that i can Dude, have right was, here it was watching looking it at you it was counts. looking at you the whole time he, he's right up there he's yeah. i'm making dead beady eyes looking right at me so i think you know it's only fair i don't think i have in i shot any franchise related merch but as i have pointed out in several podcasts and times and off-air conversations. Tom Cruise does follow me on Twitter. And <laughs> for some reason, 
and <laughs> I've DM'd him multiple times. He never responds. Uh, it was the verified account. And so I will say, I don't remember which one he followed me for, but I'm pretty sure it was for a Macquarie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I said something about it. I don't know. There having not seen it. But here we go. I think that this is a, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the high praise. And oh, and I will say also, uh, didn't Fallout have like the greatest trailer ever? Yeah. 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 Like Fallout had the, what's that song? They, they did it through, um, it was one, it was a Super Bowl trailer. So they went, they went fucking hard on it. Yeah. Let me look up the name of that song. Cause they mixed it with the theme. Yeah, I can like I can hear it, but like I can't yeah. really tell bum, you. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mission Impossible, Fallout, trailer song is uh, "Friction" by Imagine Dragons. That's okay, what it was, okay. and it was, yeah. it was good. Yeah, that thing's a banger, man. <laughs> it was really good. That that that's up there on trailers. It's so good. People poop on why. Imagine Dragons, but I'm totally drawing a blank on this fantastical trailer i can like picture like one fifth of the shots that were in it so i really feel like i must have just had blinders down in 2018 see now i'm completely now i'm insulted because I, I sent this trailer to you guys like a week ago do you want to do the uh do you guys i didn't want to watch a... it before the show because i wanted to try to be you know <laughs> let's do a quick uh we've never done this before why don't we do a trailer reaction uh and just just enjoy this song for oh, two we gotta seconds. Oh, we're going to get we're going to get all we'll for it. There we go. We'll there we go. For it. All, right. all right. I actually have two ideas. We'll do that. Uh let me search it up and do share screen. All right. Uh and then we should what we'll also do is I will read the last paragraph or two of the Rogue Nation Wikipedia entry <laughs> to prime myself. There we go. There we go. Mission Impossible Fallout trailer. All the Mission Impossible fans are like Screaming. Either, either loving this or cringing. I don't They're know. Like, <laughs> you know, they're fake fans. You know, I just want to say, while, while Alden's looking at Rogue Nation, I looked up Rogue Nation was actually Christopher McQuarrie's first movie in the franchise. And Ghost Nation, he did writing fixes to that. Oh. oh Ghost Protocol. Go, Ghost, go, sorry, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation. See, I don't even know the name of the movie. There you go. I was pitching, so, so there we go. So he's been pretty into this franchise for a while. You guys hear that? Um, I cannot. There we go. There we go. Your mission. Should you choose to accept it? All right, all right. I wonder, did you ever choose not to? you always feared is coming and the blood will be on your hands the fallout of all your good intentions he said it (laughs) (laughs) you had a terrible choice to make in berlin one life over millions damn it lemon now the world is at risk This is the CIA's I love the sound of If he had held on to oh, the yeah. plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh, you gotta hang on to that plutonium, man. Be dead. <laughs> yes, they would. That's the job. Oops. Get down with the victim. You don't know you need them. Stuck in the middle. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. 
how many times I do not remember government this trade disavowed him, cast him aside. How long before a man like that has had enough? Best not to look. <laughs> oh, the okay, good I'm excited. I think I think there we got a good one. Trailer. Good trailer. We gotta get some friction in here, man. All right. So, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, actually, I'm going to Rogue Nation. I'm going to the wrong one. Uh, this is a little a little uh, primer a little for us. Refresher. But a, but a refresher for the people that are uh, familiar already. Rogue Nations cast. Uh, oh, so yeah, this was a Jeremy Renner entry. I feel like there are Renner entries and non-Renner entries. Let me also uh, say for Rogue Nation, um, uh, and maybe this goes to a point for Chris McQuarrie. Mm. In Rogue Nation, very early role for, uh, shit, what's her name? Hermione Corfield. There we go. Tally. Everybody loves Tally. Everybody loves Tally. The last Jedi. Tally is in Rogue Nation. We love her. We love her so much. Uh, so it seems, you know, I'm just kind of speed reading through some of this. Uh, at the end of this movie, uh, at his meeting with Lane outside the Tower of London, Hunt tells Lane he memorized the data and offers himself in exchange for Dunn and Faust. Dunn escapes after the bomb on him is disarmed while Hunt and Faust are chased through the Tower of London complex by Lane's men. Faust kills Vinter in a knife fight while Hunt confronts Lane and lures him into a sealed bulletproof glass cell where he is gassed unconscious and taken into custody. Having witnessed an IMF's operation success firsthand, Hunley later returns with Brant to the Senate committee and covers for Hunt and his team, convincing the committee to restore the IMF. After the meeting, Brant congratulates Hunley, who is the new secretary. So Hunley would be Baldwin, Baldwin, who was CIA and then goes to IMF. Uh, we have here, so Solomon Lane is Sean Harris, mm-hmm. who is the one who becomes the villain in this, who they then captured. Obviously, Ving Rhames is back as Luther Stickle, Rebecca Ferguson as Isla Faust, uh, Benji Dunn is Peg, you know, so they're on the team. So I guess the only thing we needed to know there is that they have this guy, Solomon, in custody. Mm-hmm. And he was doing the the early voiceover of the trailer yes yeah so that's the only thing we needed okay all right so this one is available on prime for people listening i think it Um, leaves in 30 hours so yeah (laughs) (laughs) good job good job us doing it today (laughs) oh man uh okay so uh i guess is there anything that we want to say before we take a break we didn't we didn't do something fancy we did x marks the spot and then we did a a, ooh, 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 wait, wait, I have it. I have it. Go for it. Just like how we did X Marks the Spot and we did the Goblet of Fire. 
your mission, <laughs> if you choose to accept it, is to watch Mission Impossible Fallout with the one and done film club. There we go. And you don't really have a choice because that's what we picked. All right. <laughs> so we will uh, we'll go ahead and get that going and uh, be back after these messages. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you after the break. Remember when Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington were up for an Oscar nearly every year? And Nickelback graced the radio on the daily. Well, buckle your boots and mosey on down to the Babble Bubble, a bi-weekly Y2K podcast. Available wherever podcasts are found. Have you already explored all the Imperial Senate podcast's regular content? Well... Journey over to our Patreon, where you can listen to the hit show, The Sacred Jedi Bricks. Do you love commentaries? Do you love Lego Star Wars? Then come join us over on Patreon. Hey, it's Alden Diaz here to tell you about Octo Radio. It's an interview show that I do exploring the different passionate Star Wars perspectives from artists, writers, crafters, and even other podcasters, plus even some people straight from Lucasfilm. So you can come hang out on my podcast island and celebrate the Star Wars ties that bind us together. Oh yeah, what the pork said. You can follow us everywhere on social at A-H-C-H-T-O Radio. That's Octo Radio. And follow me at A-D underscore Strider. All right, everyone, welcome back to One and Done Film Club. We are just about ready to start the movie. Um, let's see. I believe we're all on Amazon Prime, uh, probably, <laughs> which is leaving in 29 hours. Um, <laughs> I love so, the time of this recording, so it's like, go find the movie. Yeah, so you will not be able to find it for free on Prime. Um, I think it is on HBO Max if you own that. But, it's on Hulu. I just checked. It's on Hulu. It is on there Hulu. Go. Yeah. So you got options, um, but I believe we are all good on the Amazon front at the moment. Um, all right. Do uh, does anyone have any? Is everyone good here? I think we're solid. I'm ready. All to right. That is gold. Perfect. Well, uh, I gotta say, I'm. It's it's my goal in life to not disappoint you guys. So, <laughs> having having ushered you into this un you know untraveled territory for you, I'm both excited and nervous. Mm. So, we'll see how it goes. But anyway, um, we will do our standard countdown of three, two, one, and then play. And on play, you do the you do what it says. You hit play. Um, so we will go ahead and start that right now. Three, two, one, play. All right, baby. Here we go. Paramount. That's what we're talking about here. I wonder if I this will be on Paramount Plus. Currently it will. CBS All Access. It will because I've been binging Star Trek Discovery and I keep getting Paramount Plus ads and they're like, we got Mission Impossible. <laughs> they specifically say Mission Impossible. Well, there we go. Yeah. Ended up bought, bit the bullet and went full price CBS All Access. Oh, okay. You know, spoiled by the no ads. Yeah. I always like the bad robot logo. Bad robot. <laughs> bad robot. How many uh, viewings of like episode seven did you sit through all the way to the credits and hear the bad robot? Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. 
wait a minute, that's the voice of the bad guy. Oh no. From the, from the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did this little exercise beforehand. This mm-hmm. wouldn't have really sunk in. Ethan, it's not a real wedding. Isn't his wife dead? <laughs> this is really just a Scientology wedding. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> they tell you all your sins before you get married. It's Solomon. Now, his name, Sean Harris, you said his name was? I believe so, That's the actor? Okay, the first time I saw him was in the Showtime show, The Borgias, and he Mm. plays Michelotto, the famous assassin Mm. who uh, worked with with Cesare Borgia, and he does a fantastic job in that show. That show only only has two seasons. It was canceled, so they wrote a book that was an adaptation of the third season into a... I think you may even read as a screenplay kind of like Dooku Jedi Lost. I never looked at it, but I love that show. Jeremy Irons plays the Pope, and Mikuleto, played by, I guess, Sean Harris, we've decided, is his assassin. And it's a really fun show. I think it's on Netflix, actually. So That's, that's not the Richard Madden one, right? <laughs> no, no. Richard Madden does another Italian family from the Renaissance, the Medici. There you go. Medici, Master of Venice or something? Yes, yes. Yeah. And there oh, is okay. another show that was produced by... Uh, I think it's a BBC or a British one called just Borgia, but this mm. is the Borgias, which is made by French Canadians. Yeah, I didn't know. I dig it. I dig everything about what you just said. Richard Madden, Italians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Medici's Ma- Masters of Florence are also a fantastic show. There we so. go. I love the Odyssey book gadget. I think that's mm-hmm. super cool. And like how like how absurdly super spy it is that like he has to yeah. prick his blood <laughs> to activate this. This is also a great um, little like since you missed the last one. <laughs> yeah, 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 I totally was just like, oh, yeah. they're doing yeah. It. yeah, yeah. It's, it's no Olaf in Frozen Two. No, or is it ever though? <laughs> <laughs> it's no. What are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad. <laughs> Yeah, they should have just been Alec Baldwin aggressively cutting into a steak. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for this man, no picture. (laughs) I love a manifesto. I don't know about you guys, but... Niels. Niels is a great, a great name. Every Niels I've ever met, and I've met four, which is mm. surprisingly <laughs> a lot for an American to meet that many Niels, have just been class act characters. Three big old explosive balls. <laughs> so the apostles are the leftovers of the previous group. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. See, this is why we should have watched Rogue Nation. All the <laughs> <laughs> should all just all just settled on Rogue Nation. <laughs> we goofed. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I guess that opens in our in our show. Is there the possibility that we will ever land on a movie none of us picked? We argue ourselves into something else, or are we restricted? Dude, I think I think that's fair game. I, I think, think that's, that like yeah, anything be, can happen. There should be a name for that. Like I invoke parlay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's that's more likely than us landing on the same one, <laughs> like off the bat. Uh-huh. So is this, is this Ethan's house? I think it's some sort of like 
hideout safe he's house got. where he's hanging out. Ooh, that's a dope effect. Yeah. So you know you're in for a good movie. That little. Yeah. That's like the type of effect you'd see in Prisoner of Azkaban. You know, that type of art. art <laughs> auteur. Artistic. Artur. Artur. <laughs> Christopher McQuarrie. Artur shit, man. I'm telling you. Hey, man, he didn't get two more automatically for nothing. I love Ving Rhames. Oh, he is, he is a treasure. Man's keeping Arby's in business way longer than it should be. <laughs> Arby's will not die. IMF, we got the meats. <laughs> yeah, Benji. That's a cute name. You ever watch the movie Benji about the dog? <laughs> so, um, I'm going to do, <laughs> do this periodically throughout the movie. I'm not going to start now. I'm going to get a little more content going, but I'm going to be asking you guys multiple Mission Impossible slash spy related would you rathers. Oh, please. Oh, that's perfect. I, I'm lo- I, I thought you were going to say trivia. I was about to do like that. No more. <laughs> no, 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 no. We learned our mistake. <laughs> oh, not Bing. Ooh, he's Luther. definitely got a name in this movie, but we're just going to keep calling him Bing Rains. <laughs> Luther. It's Luther. a wonderful name. Oh, Luther's <laughs> Luther Stickhouse. Yeah, Luther is great, yeah. Look at this guy. Not very pronounced jowls. I know, right? I like his eyebrows too. Does he wax those up a little bit? He's got a real presence to him. He kind of looks like a college professor who would try to get with one of his students but couldn't. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys, get get this right out. Get this out right off the bat. There's a lot to like find really odd and like off-putting by Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> the understatement. But, but late late career actor Tom Cruise has been hitting some some real gold, I think. Mm-hmm. He's got charisma. He has a cold charisma to him. I mean, Edge of Tomorrow is like it's it's one of my favorite movies. He's yeah, so good if, in that. If, if you were to say favorite action film past 10 years, expand that out, that would be mm-hmm. in there for me. I love and, that and, movie. And uh, Chris McQuarrie. So there you go. And let's not forget <laughs> his role of Les Grossman in Tropic Thunder. Oh my that God. was the beginning oh of the recrusissance. Yeah, <laughs> the recrusissance. Which, which so, does make me think... Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, they do a great job framing him, shooting him, and, and casting around him to make him not seem tiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I love that picture. I think it, it's him and... Um, oh, what, what's... I'm totally drawing a, a blank. Cameron Diaz, where he's mm. punching her and she catches the punch, and it looks like he's punching down at her, even though she's got like four inches on him. <laughs> and you can see, like, here's what the camera shows, and then this is where they're actually filming with platform shoes and angles. I, I remember it was actually Freddie Prince Jr. on his podcast with comedian Josh Wolf, Prince and the Wolf, where they always make fun of how he runs. Tom Cruise moves his arms way too fast to oh, show yeah. that he's running. He really yeah. overpronounces it. It's become a signature thing. Oh, yeah. If you look at his later movies, there's a self-awareness of that that's developed that he's, like, owning into it even more. And so... I've heard uh, Kevin Smith, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's Kevin, has referred to it as, like, the 
the uh, the cheapest special effect in Hollywood is cruise running. <laughs> that it's like it's always there, it's always dependable, it always looks yeah. good, and it costs nothing. <laughs> it's a staple. So somebody captured Luther. Yeah. So they they, I think they captured him like at the beginning as collateral. Like the the yeah, because it says like the, what can the apostles do for you? So they yeah. they botched this job. So what was Cruz doing? He was buying weapons off that guy. They're trying to get that plutonium. I'm pretty okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, so he was trying to get plutonium, and then oh, they have Luther. The apostles have Luther. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Luther! No, man, friendship is about family. <laughs> <laughs> man, when we get to that franchise, that's gonna be—that is gonna be something else. Oh, I'm very excited. For I'm just gonna like. To I'm just gonna like roll a dice. <laughs> Just see, just see what movie you for that, because man, I don't know. No, Luther didn't just get shot, did he? Did they still get out of town? Why did we pick this movie? I mean, he's not. <laughs> Nick, I hold you personally responsible for whatever happens to him. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie The Goods? It's it's not that good of a movie, but he's in it. It's like him, Catherine Hahn, and um. Oh, the main guy is the dude from Entourage who's really annoying. Uh, you got him to narrow that down. <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> Man, I'm not, just not remembering actors. Not Piven, right? right? <laughs> it is Piven. No, it is. It's Jeremy Piven plays oh, the lead. God. And but Ving <laughs> Rames is in it, and they're they're used car salesmen. Uh, but Ving Rames is great. He's got this whole bit. It's like I've never made love in my life. I've had plenty of sex, <laughs> but I've never made love. <laughs> And he finally gets to the love making. He's like, "Oh, this is what making loves like." Jesus, it's like this. This is awful. <laughs> By the way, hey I love uh, I love Ethan taking that gamble there of shooting Luther, knowing mm-hmm. that he'd have a vest. And you they know. they lost the plutonium. And they lied. It got stolen by the apostles. Yeah. yeah. And shit blew up. Also, what if Luther was like, "I'm in the van. I don't need to wear a vest tonight." Yeah, you would have killed him, Ethan. Short little man. <laughs> so seeing Wolf Blitzer here, which CNN anchor do you think gets his rocks off the most being on in movies? I was just Anderson Cooper about... or Wolf yeah. Blitzer. It is Wolf. It is Wolf. One <laughs> Wolf will do anything. <laughs> like, like he will show up anywhere. And I like, love seeing TV people appear. Yeah. The another one is uh, Lawrence O'Donnell hmm. on the like MSNBC because he's actually like quite um like connected in hollywood like he was like a producer for west wing and all that so a bunch of them are in iron man 3 because there's a there's a whole string of news clips and stuff Mm. in that luther with the hat i thought it was a matter of time until we start seeing steve kornacki yeah (laughs) oh yeah get those pants um so nils is working with the apostles yeah and he he so he wrote that did he write the manifest? I don't remember. Um, oh, John Lark wrote the manifesto. There we go. I thought it was pretty bold that they started the movie with all those like nukes going off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes the naming of the movie, you know, work because the movie's yeah. Fallout. So something bad has happened, quite literally, a nuclear fallout they have to deal with. So uh, snaps to that. Good job, Christopher. <laughs> you did movie, it, Chris. Movie, movie making. 
Movie making, the match. That's racist. <laughs> you don't even know the man. I love Luther, a good laugh. Luther speaking <laughs> the themes. Good, good evil guy laugh. Yeah, a dried out one, mm -hmm. or a really like deep one. You know. Yeah. This is actual footage of Tom going after the anti-maskers on set. Yep. <laughs> Think of the greatest. He's on the phone with the studios right now. Yeah. <laughs> Studio he, call every night. He, he, he won't cooperate. <laughs> Jack, you can't read that manifesto. Come on. Can't let them win, Ethan. Dude, Wolf Blitzer is fucking living his. He's got a. He's he's just he's living his best life right now. Look at this guy. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll just passcode just be like one, two, three, four. <laughs> like, gotcha. Baptism of fire. Mm. That phrase just works anywhere, anytime. In order to ask Mirabel to the prom, you must be reborn in a baptism of fire. You fool. Oh, they were paying Wolf the whole time. Oh he was in on it. God. Oh, does he walk on stage? Oh no, is this is this the gag? Is this the face mask gag? Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Jesus, they went full practical. I thought it was oh going to be like Winter Soldier. That's perfect. <laughs> Ethan, I'm sorry I judged you, man. I'm sorry I thought you lost your cool. Gotcha, Nils. Woo! <laughs> pump, pump, pump your fists like a gun. There we go. Alibaba, baby. <laughs> Best studio. I also love that this franchise is still committed to a title sequence. Yeah, literally showing the movie you're about to watch. Yeah, you don't get a lot of that. <laughs> oh, I saw this in the trailer. 
It's like the, the yeah. balls on them to just be like, yeah, we'll show you a glimpse. You're still oh, yeah. going to love this. Yep. There you go. This guy's like, I thought they read my stuff on the air. <laughs> I was so happy. You did all that laughing for nothing. I really thought I had him. Oh, Rammstein. <laughs> du hast. They, they got us good. You know, they got us the viewer. I know, right? You know, it's, like when the, it's like when there's a trick play in football and the camera guy follows it and the guy gets a touchdown off screen. Alec literally filmed this and then walked right onto that plane <laughs> to get to SNL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lorne Balfe did the music. He did the Assassin's Creed games. Oh, that's at least, cool. Yeah, at least a hand, like some in the middle. Like I think Assassin's Creed 2 through 3. Oh, so 2, awesome. Brotherhood, Revelations. I don't know of many crossover movie game composers. No, no, there, there's, you see TV frequently, yeah. Um, yeah. TV and TV movies or TV and video games. There's some right. of that. Um, oh. oh, man. Yeah, what I'm, I'm looking out of curiosity is if Kevin Kiner ever did a movie because he did, you know, we know him from the Star Wars shows of the Clone Wars and, right. and Rebels, and he did the Knights of the Old Republic games, or at least the first one. I don't know if he also did the second, so that's an example there, but I don't know if yeah. he ever did a film. And then Gordy Hobb obviously does it all now, and came, you know, the games and the uh, Jedi Temple Challenge and, and some other stuff, Old Republic MMO. Mm -hmm. So she's in CIA now. She took Alex's job. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh-oh. Is he doing an American accent in this? He sure does. Oh. Is this, this is the mustache, the famous Justice is, League mustache, right? This is the one. Yeah. yeah. That, that Paramount and Warner had that sort of accord that mm -hmm. Joss Whedon was not allowed to get Henry Cavill to shave it. <laughs> Movies, baby. <laughs> also, who, who would have thought that in the 21st century, Paramount would have the contractual weight to shoot down Warner Brothers. I yeah, mean, they're obviously yeah. pretty big, but you think Warner Brothers generally historically being bigger than Paramount. They think I mean, if Warner Brothers could demand something for a franchise as big as, you know, Justice yeah. League, if they said, you do this, you do it. But in fact, Paramount could put the boot down. Especially with the way, like, yeah, like superheroes are, right? Mm -hmm. Like the way they those hold the, like, cultural sort of significance um uh henry cavill's gonna do some appraising guys <laughs> oh so she's like you should have let luther die and yeah oh so so baldwin is baldwin's he's a good dude at least yeah he's like. he's trying to he's trying to give his uh give his people the right support here yeah but you know it, it's interesting because it's it's raising up those spy movie moral quandaries because she's not wrong when she says that is the job and look what happened yeah like ethan ethan does have all those lives on his hands mm -hmm. from a certain point of view yeah and we give even the... this guy walk oh sorry reed go ahead oh, no, no 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 please 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 i was just gonna say and then this guy walker you know he's painted as a sort of like a, a looming 
villainous presence, but like he is also doing his job. So, and really quickly, JJ still here? It's producing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JJ, uh, you Wait, know, we JJ. never lose the JJ. <laughs> My boy, uh, he's uh, he's always there. You know, there we go. Throwing money at things. JJ's brew house and pub. <laughs> look, look, does look, JJ look, have a me. restaurant? How does he not have a restaurant? You have like, the he's got to have money and food somewhere. JJ's just sounds like a wings place. Like I'm pretty sure yeah. we have a we have a Jersey's wings nearby me, and we have a J. JP Mulligans and we have a JT's. JJ's also seems like a like a subs place. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I I looked up JJ Abrams restaurant just to see what would show up. And all it says is director JJ Abrams immortalizes the River Cafe in 520 pieces of virtual Lego. I don't what? know where this essay is going, but that's <laughs> that is one hell of a headline right. Yeah, what a sentence. Yes, do not scratch your eyes. This is a virtual Lego rendering of London Institution, the River Cafe, put together by Star Wars film director J.J. Abrams. Oh, J.J. <laughs> He's just a big fan of the restaurant, so he built it in the virtual world. And here we're saying we're bored. You know, everyone says, oh, you know, look how when in quarantine, Isaac Newton came up with the theory of gravity or Taylor Swift had two albums. Well, when JJ was bored, he built his favorite restaurant virtually out of Legos. That's what heroes do. So a Walker, I believe his name is August Walker. Cause I looked at the cast. All right. Walker is, is an, is an assassin. Like he's not just special. Basically, whatever. basically. Yeah. yeah. And so he's been taking out, so they've been working the same job that they've been following the same enemies. So yeah. in between the last film and this one. But and, yeah, he's like a kill squad though. He's yeah. not like really trying to do anything. And Cruz is, yeah, Cruz. Hunt is pissed off that he hasn't been leaving witnesses alive. I like this dynamic. Oh yeah, here's, here's my first would you rather. Would you rather perform a halo jump Ooh. or scale the Burj Khalifa? <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, I'm going to have to go with halo jump and hope I pass out. <laughs> then you definitely die. <laughs> no, I'm hoping somebody, somebody, somebody helps me. Maybe I don't know. That I was hoping it was a guided halo jump, like when you. Um, I just, I just, or really quickly before it happens, I just love that Tom Cruise has the audacity to do this shit when, like, this is like special forces, like significant training, like right, like this. People don't just fucking do this shit. Uh, it's it's wild that he that he does this crap and also please watch the uh behind making of footage of the cameraman because it's so this awesome. is the cameraman doing the, the backwards yeah. right now this is crazy this is unreal and mccrory is a madman for allowing it yep anyway continue uh, on with your would you rather i'm gonna okay, go with the scaling halo jumps, halo jumps quicker i think you'd be over okay that's fair and also once you're out there's nothing else you can i mean do except I mean, be correct, but like scaling that can take a long time, and that's physically. Dr- I mean, not saying this is easy. You know, don't don't get me wrong, but holy. Okay, I take that a hundred percent back. <laughs> I'm holy, scaling- I'm scaling the tower. Right as no you lightning. said that, the lightning hit him. <laughs> oh my god! Well, Tom Cruise didn't have a parachute when he was scaling the tower either. What a madman! 
So what's the reason they need to Halo jump into Paris? Just because it's cool? I guess so, but also I think they're like trying to insert directly on the location that they need yeah, to get yeah, into. And not travel into the city. Yeah. Oh, it's, man. You know, it's a damn shame that because of CGI, you see this and you're not as immediately as impressed as you should be. You know? Mm. I just like... You have to be like, oh, no, this is real. He really did this. And like, oh, yeah, sure he did, you know? Yeah. It's, and I'm not being anti-CGI pro-practical effects on this, but just that because CGI is able to bend realities in so many ways that when you see reality in action, it doesn't feel as, as overwhelming, you know? Yeah, and I do wonder what the, uh, what the percentage is. Like, <laughs> how much is tom you know what which of these shots counted when is the cutoff yeah. I, I guess maybe the lightning is probably when the cutoff is i think so uh-huh. i think there's a point where he like sort of dives deeper i feel like that kind of makes the mm-hmm. that's sort of the, the and then this would all be on a on a screen or something mm-hmm. no tom cruise actually saved a dude's life Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. It, saw it, the, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly. But, like, Tom Cruise saw all the footage of the volume and was like, "Get that shit out of here!" Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, because that yeah, that shot right there looks very. Because also, I'm assuming they wouldn't let you just Halo jump into Paris. Yeah, there'd probably be Jeez. some uh, some paperwork you gotta file <laughs> going on there. I'm not like I said. I'm not trying to belittle the scene at all, but just like I think of one of my favorite Halo jumps in film is the one in the 2015 Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's so dope looking in the With fact the you know you, the red and you see the shadow moving in the smoke there, and so people get to see it. And this is three years after the fact, right here, right? If that's your introduction to Halo jumps in cinema. But that's this why I like. This is like pure spy fantasy. It's like, I'm going to jump out of a plane directly into a party. <laughs> right. Can I just say, like, when it comes to guys like Walker, like his little smarmy ass attitude toward Hunt, mm-hmm. like, there's always like those guys in spy fiction of like, what did he say earlier? Like, making fun of like, you know, Angela Bassett was like, oh, you guys are, this is like Halloween. You guys are wearing masks. And he's making fun of like the gadgets. Like, people really believe this shit. Like, y'all wish you were an imf like mm. nobody who gets into like cia like just because you couldn't cut it to projecting be <laughs> yeah like you you wish that you were you know you're on a hit squad because you know you didn't have the, the style mm-hmm. that dj is nowhere near sweaty enough he's looking clean pressed in a suit all he did was press play that's all he did so they're looking for the white widow as opposed to the black widow Indeed. As opposed to the Red Sparrow. <laughs> They're going to run out of colors and animals here pretty soon. And that's Vanessa Kirby, who's gaining a lot of star power. As yeah, and as I believe... Hobbs is, and Shaw, right? Yeah, and is going to be... Um, this is her entry point in Mission Impossible, and I think will be con- used in the rest of them. Not usually an EDM guy, by the way, but I'm digging this song. It's yeah. a good, you know, party tune. Not too loud. Oh, man. Here but we I feel go. Like we love a bathroom. Perfect room to bloody up. Oh, man. 
they're doing their best to make Cavill and Cruz look comparable in height, but <laughs> <laughs> the truth, the truth keeps rearing its head. Yeah. Good little visual trick there with the mirror between them, because that's further emphasizing that point that oh, they're the same. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't pull it off there. That looks like a four-inch difference. You just gotta accept it. Sometimes. <laughs> it's probably like six or seven in reality. But you it's can see his platform they, shoes too. It's good for the at least the character standpoint. They um they really built Walker as this brute kind of thing. I think yeah, that helps yeah. sell the the height difference. <laughs> He's a weapon and hunt a scalpel. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, fucking this guy always getting in the way of the sink you need to be at. What a goof. Trying yeah, they need cool this guy, shade. they need this guy's wristband. I don't know if we missed that or not. To uh get accepted into the the party, the best part of the party. Because there's there's a secret room. Yeah. And so why this guy in particular? Yeah, why, why not someone who couldn't try to fight you back? <laughs> That's a good question that I'm pretty sure they did explain, but I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only certain wristbands are for that room. Mm-hmm. And they're all like bodyguard types. Mm-hmm. Like not Uh-oh. this drunk French douche right here. No, can't do the drunk, drunk French douche. You use his thing as a weapon. You loser. A gadget. Ooh, la, la. They want to join, right? <laughs> talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess this guy did have a specific invite because they want to get his face. Yeah. They need him specifically for that. I love how the subtitles are jeering in French. <laughs> I love the song choice on the way. <laughs> that, that, that's how you know they're French. You just really want to drive that one home. Uh oh. fantastic. Oh shit. Well, that's just unnecessary. Oh, my goodness. Oh, not, la- not my laptop. <laughs> oh, man. One of those throat punches. Oh. Mm-hmm. Henry really sold that with the noise, too. That was a. Yeah. Oh, I love a good glass. Dope vest, too. Oh. This guy. Holy crap. <laughs> Whoever built these walls, <laughs> some cheap drywall right there. They got to spend the money on a dope DJ stand, so the budget <laughs> the budget was really weak. Come on, Walker, get your ass up. Help him Is out. Is it coming? Is oh, it coming? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> I just love that he's just, like, outboxing, like... Mm-hmm. He again. He doesn't have that same finesse. They they do a good job to show that the IMF guys are special and different. That beat in the background. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus. <laughs> Oh, 
Ah, gal from the last movie. <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson, ladies and gentlemen. And she's Isla. Sucks. One thing about these movies I really want to salute is the fact that it is a it's a franchise that's been going on for as long as it has, with long intervals in between them. You know, that you're looking at something like five years, four years, five years, six years. Yeah. And it's only recently starting to pick back up that it's now gone. But after, you know, 2018, you know, 2021, and they filmed uh, seven and eight back to back. Or are currently filming. Now, I want y'all's thoughts on this. One thing we were talking about when we we're looking at the Harry Potter franchise was how the early first half of those movies, you know, you had a rotation of directors who each got to throw in their own flair, their own unique spin to it. And how that's where Mission Impossible as a franchise was headed as well. You had different spatterings. But now, just like Harry Potter, Mission Impossible has taken this let's commit to a single director route. And I know we bemoaned that. Now, obviously, there's just problems with David Yates in general and his style and, you know, versus that, is there the possibility that Christopher McQuarrie will get complacent with what he rolls out with this versus trying to bring in somebody different. I know this is someone you just went up to bat very heavily for, Nikki. Yeah. But you were also one of the biggest ones to complain about Yates. So is it the yeah. practice you're complaining about or more the people? It's more the people. I think mm-hmm. I think there's like specific differences in what I believe is like yes man nature of <laughs> David Yates versus I think even like he's like specifically sort of talked about the desire to like to push like i mean macquarie has like all, like on record saying you know we're doing shit in seven and eight like i didn't even think we could do um right. so i think he's ambitious enough i think that's that's where it kind of comes down i don't find david yates to be a very ambitious director um and i think macquarie is and i think yeah i think it's it's it was more like a sign of faith of like being so excited with what he would bring, then I think Yates got the got that sort of security by being the I'll kind of toe the line <laughs> kind of thing, which may be unfair. I don't really know, but yeah. that's that's my impression at least. It's also a situation. It's all of that. Yes, to all of that. It's also the brass tacks of the business of when Macquarie produces a dud, they will pursue a change. You know, where mm-hmm. not that JJ or Brad Bird produced duds at all. But it was just this, um, he's there and because Cruz has so much producer power on these, so mm-hmm. much power that, you know, you find that perfect collaborator for him. And I think that you just want to, you know, you want to lock it, that yeah. down. Like yeah. you just got to make it work and make it work and make it work. Because mm-hmm. if you rock that boat and then you have to deal with the star power, you know, because he's the, sort of the last movie star in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, where IP used to, uh, stars used to sell movies now ip sells movies now it's stars cruise is sort of the last bastion of that and so i think it's just you know 
if if it works, you know, it works in a way that is not the same as with Yates, where Harry Potter, I think, was definitely selling those last ones. Not that Yates was pushing any envelopes, whereas mm-hmm. this they get sort of both. Um, yeah, but it is an interesting question, you know, like it is seven and eight going to be the last ones with Cruz, you know, being older. Um, what's going to happen with the character, with the franchise? I mean, it's not like Ethan Hunt is not like Bond. Like they could do Mission Impossible with the idea yeah. after him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it in general. I think it, it's a case by case thing. Yeah, um, and like, and like, you know, like we, we talk about Star Wars as well. And it's like, I don't think I would want the same person making the next like three Star Wars movies, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a weird person that likes the baton pass from JJ to Ryan. I would have, I think, even though I like Rise of Skywalker, would have ultimately liked a nine that had someone else, mm-hmm. um, not Trevor, but someone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel that way about Star Wars. I feel that way about these franchises. Eventually, it will be nice to get someone else in. I mean, like imagine like a Ryan Coogler, Mission Impossible, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did the De Palma to John Woo to JJ to Brad Bird, and it was it was a good run for the most part. But maybe it's just a matter of waiting for that next era because now they're now it's an interconnected storyline as well. Yeah, which is what There's changed the Bond now, too. Yeah. The through lines are there where one, two, and three were those missions. Four bled into five, you know, with Renner and everything. So anyway, uh, just to make sure I'm still on the same page here, she doesn't think that he was supposed to be the John Lark, and obviously other people also don't think that. Mm-hmm. But she just lied on his behalf. Yeah. When she had the option to get him kicked out. You know, like we said, Tom Cruise, weird guy, really odd. <laughs> but he can deliver some stuff with such a sex appeal. Like, <laughs> he's not that sexy. I'm not sexually attracted to him. But there's like, and, and nor am I saying his voice is sexy, but just like the way he parses out his sentences. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned earlier Alec Baldwin. I think he has a similar delivery to young Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of people were upset with his casting as Jack Reacher uh, yeah. when that movie came out because book fans had such a buildup of what Jack Reacher was supposed to look like and how he was supposed to act, and that—that's not Tom Cruise. Yeah, you know, because he isn't like we were talking about. You know, Henry being the bulk bruiser, that's more of Jack Reacher's type, and Cruise just doesn't really hit that note well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what's fun about, you know, Ethan Hunt. You know, it's not a character that's original to Tom Cruise by any stretch, but I would say, you know, 98% of people who know the character Ethan Hunt know it as Tom Cruise. Yeah, he just, it's one of those things where it's like, you sort of make it your own. But I do think when we're talking about spinoffs, there's better room for spinoffs in this universe you know the mission yeah. possible films I mean, this, and there was in the born films when we yeah. tried to do you know what was it born legacy was that yeah, the one that i think so there's yeah. um this can really be anything right like mm-hmm. there's 
it's almost like again the way we talked about like the director handoffs like eventually if they go back to that it's like you don't even really need to nail like that specific of a vibe no you know it just you keep again, the, use the, the music of, use the your mission if you choose to accept it yeah. and you're, you're set and the idea mm-hmm. of imf like you could do in a similar vein to what kingsman is doing and show me imf at its inception during the mm-hmm. world war or show me imf you know 80 years from now when they do have holograms and you know other stuff like you could do so much with this Speaking of technology, I do love that for all the technology in this movie that all these organizations have, they still have a map with little 3D <laughs> brick pieces yeah. they move around. Look, man, the classics never die. All right. Even evil organizations are like, I love a good map. I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones, so I want to make sure <laughs> that we have a map when I walk into work tomorrow. Dang. Solomon. Another trick I, I read that they do with Tom Cruise movies is they give him shorter tables to work with. And so that way he has more of a towering presence over tables and moving things. Mm-hmm. And people he's around are moved farther away from the tables. So you don't realize how short they yeah, are. The, the, the lengths they go to to, <laughs> to help this get this height, punch this man out. Oh, Henry's nearly hitting Gerald octaves right there. <laughs> Walker would have gone a long way by just having a lot more. <laughs> Speaking of, where's that season two of The Witcher, man? When's that supposed to be? Right, was I thought I remember seeing fall 2021 or winter 2021. I thought they, I mean, yeah, I thought 2020. They were I meant to say. When they first aired the one in 2019. They but yeah, started I think, late, right? Yeah, they started late. I think even before COVID, there was things slowing it down. Uh, and then that did. So. I know they were filming like end of last summer, mm-hmm. which means it can't be that far off. Considering well, it, was be... a, it was a December release, so. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. The big ball. Uh, Walker's like, I want that ball. So why do the why do these guys want Solomon Kane extracted? Or it's not Solomon Kane. Solomon Lane. Solomon Kane is <laughs> Solomon a Kane. Solomon Kane is a uh, not a folkloric character. He's a like a serial character. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Nikki, this is your movie. I know. I forget, I forget the details. Are they all apostles or whatnot in their own right? Hmm. I don't believe that's her deal. In exchange for the plutonium, Metsopolis tasks Hunt with extracting Lane from an armored convoy moving through Paris. She provides one of the cores as down payment. Hmm. I guess the motivations we'll discover later. Because I know there, there's a little... The movie itself is not giving you the full picture at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So, 
It's like it's like watching Tenet. S'il vous plaît, non. So that was just a, an imagination thing. She likes that. She's into that smallpox talk. Yeah, I mean, look. Look at where Tom's hands go on the table versus Henry was at that table. He'd like pull he'd pull his back trying to get down there. Like a ghost protocol? Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to agree with her on this one. Is, uh, is Walker Lark? Is that what we're going to find out? Who is who? <laughs> Lady friend. <laughs> Classic. Uh oh. So she wants she wants Lane out so she can use him to to she's trying to use him as like a guide. Mm. Okay. All about a cause, baby. He's speaking from truth. He's speaking from truth because he's Lark. It's <laughs> <clears throat> mm. a lot of fallout. Hey! Proving it might be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're a mission if you choose to accept <laughs> it. 
can tell uh, Apple had nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> A great walking shot. Who is loyal to who? <laughs> These are the questions. <laughs> who watches the Watchmen? Let me tell you, this is the second greatest spy film located in Paris outside of Rush Hour 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's see if Ethan's bad imaginary situation mm -hmm. comes to pass. Mm -hmm. I alone should make Dark Knight Rises our choice. <laughs> fishy, fishy, pasta, pasta. <laughs> fishy, fishy. Fish, fish, McBites, McBites. <laughs> fish, McBites are succulent and oh my goodness, tasty. Man, his nemesis. Music is so good. So, so <laughs> he's not, I guess, breaking during interrogations over the past couple of years. So that's why she wants him out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm clear on what. And I think also just like, is. I think the idea also is like a lot of people have beef with him. <laughs> and um, I guess she kind of wants him all to herself. Other, other governments would be like, well, we want, we want a piece of this guy. You want a piece of me. Is it true that he draws Rule 34 art of your least favorite Star Wars <laughs> character? <laughs> uh oh. Foreshadow, they're literally going to burn a bridge. Maybe. I don't know. Just going back to the music again, it's like how essential it is to have like <laughs> like that theme like just everyone you cannot you like even if you haven't seen a single mission impossible movie <laughs> like you know that's music mm -hmm. it's just one of the like cultural like keystone kind of things this guy looks like an evil rain wilson <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean rain wilson's character from megalodon or no yeah. just the meg <laughs> the meg yeah exactly or Star Trek Discovery? Star Trek Discovery, yeah. <laughs> Give my bug back to me. <laughs> Spy bug. Spy bug. <laughs> I was hungry. Give me a cracker. Because <laughs> that's how Ray Wilson talks. <laughs> I was on the office. <laughs> Oh, no. 
Uh-oh. Aggressive arm waving from this man. <laughs> this is really just a blatant copy of the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, the whole Joker sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, is that a bazooka? <laughs> oh, is that a bazooka? Is one of the like worst throwaway line deliveries. Yep. So bad it belongs in a David Yates Harry Potter film. Ew. Oh my God, it's the place from the uh, the vision he had of killing oh. everybody. Oh, is he gonna do it? Now I'm cocking my neck. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> too hard too hard <laughs> I don't think that was the plan That's that's anxiety inducing right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chief. <laughs> I like the dudes in the back. <laughs> I know, these poor guys. <laughs> Excellent choreo. Oh, there they all go. Oh, uh, <laughs> a barrel of monkeys. And he gets them all arrested, too. Perfect. Yeah. Ethan's always got a plan, you know. And it's like, it's so interesting because like Ethan knows that this guy, obviously this guy used to be IMF. So it's like, he's, he trusts that he has the training and ability to survive. Mm-hmm. Classic French driving. <laughs> wee oh, wee uh, wee wee wee. Yeah, where are those annoying French sirens? <laughs> wee wee. Them boys. There we go. Uh, he didn't know a trick that he learned from his friend Needles. Yeah. <laughs> there is actually a related, uh, there's a solo relation to this movie <laughs> um, that I now recall. Uh, I think when this came out, um, John Kasdan was like, well, when we were writing solo, I don't want to like get too specific, but he's like, when we were writing yeah. solo, we were like specifically trying to nail this thing that Fallout like nailed perfectly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. Wait, wouldn't it have been Rogue Nation then? 
That's Nope is this one. Because this one came out at the same year as Solo. So it must, yeah, it was it was like after both movies came out. Hmm. Not not like you know, it's like a, it's like a trope of sorts. Gotcha. Oh, oh, so he was referencing this is one done well. And yeah, oh, he's saying to, that this oh, one did gotcha. perfectly. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. He's like, you know, L- like that's what we were going for, and they <laughs> did. Like, like, oh, you know, LFL is famous for its time machines. Right, right. Let's go see other movies. I've got to say, I'm way more into a motorcycle chase than a car chase. Yeah. It feels more high stakes. Yeah, absolutely. I also just like the way that this is structured in terms of the characters and how now Walker, Hunt, and Luther and Dunn are all, you know, they all have to converge now. Right. Like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, like his nemesis is, like, at the center of it, you know? Yeah. It's like, he's not just being chased to get away, like... It's also fun if you've never been to Paris. You get to see the uh, <laughs> to see a whole bunch of the city. I've only been in Paris for a layover, so I am appreciating this. Yeah, ne- never left the airport. I've never even been, so. And buy some uh, some good liquor at Charles de Gaulle. Just oh yeah. Hey, would you rather? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> On a motorcycle, head into traffic around around the Arc de Triomphe, <laughs> or have to hold your breath inside the sinking van. Oh, oh motorcycle! Oh my God, motorcycle easily. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. But you can't drive like Ethan. <laughs> no, I, I would very slowly. You didn't say we had to go fast. Yeah, you said oh, go into traffic. I'm gonna go during rush hour as slow as possible. <laughs> fairly certain you'd die if that happened but it is ethan oh that knife pulls cool <laughs> walk it off <laughs> jock he, it off he's, build, he's building <laughs> up to the, to the ethan sprint <laughs> oh that's funny Oh, that's great. Okay, FMK, the three people on the <laughs> Mary Ving. Uh, kill Tom Cruise. She's just too dangerous. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Simon Pegg. There we go. I think that's the only right answer. Yeah. No, no complaints. Famous uh, catacombs of Paris, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this scene is pretty long. Like they're really drawing it out. Mm. But why? 
so that bomb ass snare drum can keep going. Take you. <laughs> Get lost. We're going full going full whiplash. Keep playing till your hands are bleeding. Mm-hmm. Well, that blows. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on lady come on lady <laughs> always always check the door before you open it man always check Yeah, keep her off the radio. Walker the Brit. Don't do it, Walker. Come on. Oh, Jesus. No. No, don't do it, French Adam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you didn't get the roll and force away. This is ridiculous. That's good. <laughs> I'm being torn apart. Way to do nothing, Walker. Did Ethan just take out all four of those dudes with minimal effort? Yep. <laughs> He's got heart. Damn. He's a hero with a conscience. And so Zola is uh, White Widow's brother. Hey, Zola wants a word. I captured the guy. I just got him. Takes a minute. Why is Solomon not talking during all this? I wonder. Did that electro thing they put on his neck knock him out? It is possible. Was that a... I don't remember. Was that like a tracker? Or something? Were they like deactivating a tracker? It looked like it like made his uh, pulse disappear on a scanner. Oh, okay. Something like that. Sneaky, sneaky. He's like, I'm still here. Whoever could this be on the motorcycle trying to cause bodily harm?
<laughs> He's like, just another Thursday. Yeah, for real. Where did the homies go? Just ducking and covering. <laughs> somewhere. The car choreography. The choreography, if you will. Oh, there we go. Very on point. That's like a random skill. I'd love. I'd love to be like a stunt driver. Can you imagine <laughs> how much fun that would be? I want to be like one of those homies that uh, doing like the car show at Disney World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, is it Disney World? Is that like a MGM? Yeah, I think they had like the the track show there. <laughs> oh no not my friend oh, my so, I, oh friend. so I let him know that he was told to extract him mm-hmm. you ran over her man he's just trying to get that kill he's like oops he's like... Uh oh, not Zola. That guy looks so, such like <laughs> a douche. Rainy, here we are. This must be the trailer scene. Oh man. He done said it. He asked it. School boy Osama bin Laden. Facts. Facts. Great line delivery from this guy. Yeah. He's got a weird, like, 
like it's a it's not like overtly menacing but it's like it's like that sort of you know the the menace of like i know what will make you fall apart kind of thing yeah yeah very like a moriarty type mm-hmm Cruise surprise face <laughs> and slightly aroused. He'd be a good Martian row. Hey, there we yeah. go. Light of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the old slip. Go get the drone. Bye. Where is he? <laughs> I just found a drone. Can I keep it? <laughs> I'm going to drone photography. <laughs> I also loved him as the universe's dumbest geologist in Prometheus. Was that him? That was him, the one who had the my puppies love to explore oh. the cave and then he got lost. Oh wow. And he like turns into the like monster kind of thing, right? Exploding head. That's him. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. Like all the faults with that character is nothing's on him. That's just how the character's written to be. (laughs) But he does it well. There we go. I haven't seen that in a while. The woman. I don't know why I'm insisting that. That's how she's a woman. (laughs) Uh, No, it was the sea he was in love with. (laughs) No, it was a woman. A woman. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. Not far, not far. So she doesn't actually believe he's Lark, right? Like she's she's privy. Like she has to be, right? Yeah, I Come think on so. Now. This is like gamesmanship. Yeah, because she knows that Henry Cavill, the real Lark, is standing right over there. She's like, I saw Top Gun. The reals. What happened to his wife from three and four? It's funny you ask that. I think we'll get there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like... I, I just realized to me, like, yeah, I was like, oh, so there's this flirtation, and then he has the relationship with Isla or Isla. And then I was like, wait a second, he got married at the end of mm-hmm. three. Londinium. Londra. Oh, there she is. An awkward. awkward She's like, Where, where's my boy? Where's my boy? <laughs> you ran over me, you dick. <laughs> I'm better at spy walking. Now, is he going to come from behind the columns and grab her? I round corners like a pro. <laughs> How frustrating is this man? 
<laughs> this is why uh this is what Scientology teaches you. <laughs> How to face three solid objects. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. Using his, <laughs> using his special powers. <laughs> this is obnoxious, man. This is obnoxious. <laughs> Don't move. Don't you do it. God damn it. <laughs> the night is dark and full of terrors. Yeah, we need to get Stannis and Melisandre in one of these movies. And I have mine. Punches him in the balls. Mm-hmm. You already tried that with the French police officer. It's not going to work. You need a different line. <laughs> Ethan Hunt is worse at telling people to walk away than Darth Maul is at asking them to be his apprentice. Because yeah, at least Darth Maul like, makes a really compelling argument. <laughs> you need to walk away. No. <laughs> Literally, we all have jobs. <laughs> this is very much the info dump midpoint. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm aggressively reading uh, the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> It's like let's. It's like we need to get through all this before we. Wait, how? Why was she not home? Oh. I guess in the last one she was presumed working with him. Ethan, bitch, this is the sixth installment. How dare you say she was free? (laughs) (laughs) We're still going. You've retired. Scared, Ethan? You wish. (laughs) (laughs) One's at the ready. (laughs) Oh, we need Kenneth. We need Kenneth Branagh in one of these. Oh, man. The last thing, it, he was in the, he was the bad guy in the uh, much, like, not talked about Chris Pine Jack Ryan movie. Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, because there was the Pine one and the Krasinski series. The, the Pine one was, like, right before that, right? Yeah, not too long ago. Um, who, who's the he in this instance? Brana. Kind oh, okay. Brana, yeah. I, I never saw it. I'm just trying to think of like spy movies. You... Oh, la- well, he is in Tenet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah. he is in he's in Tenet. That's his. That's he's so kind of hitched up on that Nolan recurring mm-hmm. actor rotation. Yeah, the Jack Ryan um, with him was Shadow Recruit. There we go. Him and Kira Knightley. 
the panned pine film. Mm. This reminds me of my time in London, pulling people out of vans. <laughs> Oh shit, that boy. What up? <laughs> Here come that boy. Dudgeon's <laughs> <laughs> like, I will stop talking <laughs> for the duration of the scene. There's a ton of neck stuff in the IMF. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all about necks. <laughs> They're like, all our gadgets are They neck. love a neck. <laughs> like Clint Tarantino and He's like, if you got a long neck, we want you. <laughs> they're like designing gadgets. They're like, I was thinking this one goes in the ass. And they're like, no, we're not ass men here in the IMF. <laughs> <laughs> the faces. <laughs> I got a new face laptop after you broke my last one. <laughs> you ain't touching this one, Walker. <laughs> you go, why do I have to be laying? He just <laughs> gestures. <laughs> By the way, we talked over it, but I saw that he had a, a dream or like a vision of his wife with Lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent point. Dude, <laughs> Benji and Luther are real ones, man. Yep. They're like, man. Who's loyal to who? <laughs> Just picturing one of these guys goes out for pizza and shows up, you know, half an hour later and everybody else is on a different team. Like, that's me. I'm that agent because I'm showing yeah. up. I'm like, look, I'm loyal to Domino's. I'm not loyal to any of Rogue Nation behavior. Hey. <laughs> Some might say even ghostly behavior. <laughs> Mission Impossible to you, Ethan. <laughs> So Baldwin doesn't believe this, but he's just pointing out the what the play is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Solomon Lane. 
Is someone watching Lane right now? A real team player. <laughs> Luther and Benji are like, oh, we feel bad because he, <laughs> he saved us and of course. You should have let them die. Oh, <laughs> They're like, we'll just we'll just go. <laughs> the integrity of the International Monetary Fund shall not be spat upon. <laughs> And he would very much like to. <laughs> He's like, eh. <laughs> Nothing personal. You've lost this Mission Impossible one. <laughs> there you go. The neck. Uh, you got a big problem right behind you. <laughs> Yo, why is Solomon wearing this doofy bow tie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm going I'm going back to a desk job if I'm Benji. I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> the mask. <laughs> Is it a good idea to be leaving Henry Cavill with uh, dude? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't trust this man. That's a questionable call, Ethan. I full-on expect for him to unbuckle Solomon Lane, lean over, and whisper into his ear, Hail Hydra. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> a questionable call. Unless Ethan's playing, like, 5D chess here, and he knows that Walker's going to betray him. Oh, but here we go. Which could very well be. Until he blows his load, <laughs> I'm not leaving. Oh.
Oh my God. Oh, so he was taking out the reason why there's no witnesses is because they would have implicated him. It's like Mission Impossible theme intensifies. <laughs> now my question is, is Angela Bassett in on it? <laughs> I believe this entire sequence was what John Kasdan was referencing with the uh, the solo trick mm. they pull on Dryden <laughs> and sort of the switching and whatnot. Oh, the switching of the of the yeah. coaxium. Mm-hmm. The coaxium. Yeah, I mean the coaxium switch is good, and this was. Like, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> I love the coaxial switch. I think it's so cool with Exus, yeah. but this is rad. <laughs> He's like, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I wonder when they got the drop on him. Man, Volum's like, I love this young guy (laughs) shit. (laughs) Man, I'm so geeked out over how tight the script is. Oh, the classic. FaceTime to the rescue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, who are you losers? Walk away. Right. <laughs> man, <laughs> we, were, we were rolling. Yeah, Everything was coming up good, guys, man. She's me right now. Mm-hmm. She's like, we'll, we'll figure out the script later. <laughs> Chris McQuarrie's literally like, how many toys can I put in this? <laughs> like, Is there a set number that you don't want me to do? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what <laughs> so even all of those cia gun guys weren't on the same team and he 
and what's next? Ving Rings is going to be eating an Arby's sandwich. And then <laughs> as he pulls off the bun, it's a Burger King instead. Yeah, right. Damn. Now that's a twist that I can't abide. <laughs> Jack Donaghy to the rescue, man. No! Really hate to see it. Oh man, he's been in this position before. Oh, so the CIA are really apostles now. This is just, this is just wacky. At least some of them, right? Because they were like... Yeah, some of them yeah, answered they to her. Down, yeah. yeah. It looks like some of them answered to him. Mm-hmm. Subgroups on subgroups, man. This is... One twist Macquarie won't give you. At this age, I should have been running GE. <laughs> Shine Hardwick Company. <laughs> Damn, at least you got to be part of that awesome twist, Hunley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, he took a stab in the neck and had people thinking he was out. <laughs> Why did you jab him in the night? You put a trap. <laughs> yeah, what was that? What was that? I for? think yeah, I like know where he is. Also, I'll follow him later. Uh, <laughs> you guys can't do the cruise run. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> There's the real shit. Run, Tom. What I love about this movie is there's such a clear A to B, but they put so many C, D, E, F, Gs in there that are still yeah. taking us to the B and it's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oi, wanker! <laughs> oh, awkward. Well, I think this is just tacky. <laughs> Clearly, this is somebody's funeral going on here. Just strolling right in. Why isn't anybody doing anything about this? I, I just want the two of y'all to know that if I die before you guys and I have a funeral and these people just walk in, I do not <laughs> expect you to sit there quietly. It had to be someone noteworthy. I'm pretty sure that was St. Paul's. <laughs> yeah. With that central, yeah. Dome area. <laughs> God. Let me tell you, if you want a good workout on your knees, this right here, Making that walk up the stairs. Oh, You've yeah. done that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Winded. 
I did. Quite, I did. Quite um, the view. Quite the view, though. You know, like the Duomo in Florence. Oh mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that, and that was. I'm glad I was in high school. I'll say that much. <laughs> I'm glad I was a young man, not this old, <laughs> old decrepit husk of a person I am now. <laughs> raggedy bag of bones and fat. Bones I'm old now, Frodo. <laughs> We love a rooftop running. <laughs> so, uh, so Nikki, if if we see the area where you lived, point it out on the screen. Yeah, we just saw it. There's <laughs> <laughs> a very tall, pointy building. That's where I live next to. <laughs> there, there it is go. on the right. Hey, the shot. Yep. So here comes the leg break or ankle break. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Great visual such... gag. Man. Tom Cruise. Tommy Cruise. Dude, he's, he's such a madman. In every way. Socially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Making oh, yeah. wise. <laughs> How come nobody talks to him in these? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Can I get my chair back? <laughs> yeah, for real. I gotta go. To I was just standing, <laughs> not to get the position order. We get a very good sight-on shot of. Tom running. <laughs> <laughs> but the knees get really lifted yeah. up too. Dude, yeah, it's high knees, man. He's going for it. <laughs> I mean, he's probably running, you know, at like a half of a sprint, but it looks good. Now he's on my side of the tent, so yeah. Oh, here we go. That's a shot I was thinking of. Oh, the tight modern. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, hello, Long hello, live. love. <laughs> Long live.
if you launch nukes, she dies. So like. Yeah. <laughs> See, if I recall correctly, he like made her like leave or like go into hiding or something, right? Well, at the end of three, they get married. I can't remember. I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, I can't remember four, but five. I, I won't. I don't know what happened with her. Mm-hmm. In four, I think she's just is like an uncredited cameo. I don't like, even like remember her that much in five. Like, maybe they got like they split up off screen because here yeah. in the castle it says ex-wife. Mm-hmm. I do miss London, but I can't say I had any experiences like what Ethan just did. <laughs> Oh, that building it just showed? My friend lived next to it while they were building it. Oh. And and it was apparently awful. <laughs> because he'd be like, <laughs> at 7 a.m. it'd start up. And his like, window was right next to it. But it's a very fancy apartment building now. I believe it's called One Blackfriars. IMF's logo or uh, catchphrase right there. Yeah. IMF. We're working on it. We're going to stab it in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) If it's got a neck, we've got a plan. (laughs) Two. The other was his mom. Beyonce. I guess this is why we can't remember her in other movies because yeah. they, they let you know right here. <laughs> I, did, I did some research during yeah. this lull uh, where she, I guess at the end of three, they're married or uh, she becomes, that's the ghost thing that he says mm-hmm. uh, where they, he faked her death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like uh, Jeremy Renner's character is supposed to watch her. And then at the end of four, uh, they reveal that she was yeah was she the ghost protocol 
Oh, it says she reveals that her death and the murder of the Serbians are part of a plot to give her a new identity. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you talking shit. Trust me. Given my history, no woman comes with me. <laughs> did did he mention the second woman? Uh, no, but I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume because I think he was with someone in three before Julia. Oh, okay. <laughs> The second woman's the White Widow. That kiss in Paris really meant a lot. He told me about it 20 times since she <laughs> So I've already ranked her as number two. I love the tracker extractor, but also the implanter at the same time. It's a handy, <laughs> handy tool. Do you have it on suck? Or push. <laughs> Here, here's a would you rather. Would you rather have a tracker implanted or extracted? Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to go extracted. Get it out. Depends what I need. You know, if I'm at celebration <laughs> and I need my homies to know where I am, <laughs> you know, maybe implanted, but. Oh, no, I don't know who the other woman was because he was with her in three. I just checked. Uh-huh. He's a complicated. Maybe he was leading up to say, and you. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah, I interrupted. It was. <laughs> and me, that one time I wore a wig. Oh, never mind. Apple does have something to do with this movie. They're using an iPad. Sexiest accent in the world. <laughs> that would certainly uh, complicate. <clears throat> no, Alden, I know you have a fan cast. Yeah. Let me let me just because I know you went for a very specific vibe. What Rebecca Ferguson is a our Chris contender. I could feel that. I like that she has sort mm-hmm. of that that regal quality mm-hmm. that I feel about Avar. I dig it. It's funny, there is somebody in this film that is in my High Republic fan cast. Tom Cruise. Ving uh, Rames is Loden Great <laughs> No, but, but I was thinking, imagine Ving Rames is like Skier. No, oh, yeah. that'd be good. That'd be dope. A very uh, bulked out one. Yeah, but it's uh, I have Angela Bassett as uh, Jora Malley. Oh, okay. Yeah. The master on the council. Vibe with that. All right, so now here's a question. If you had, you have <laughs> to put Tom Cruise in the High Republic. <laughs> Who's Tom Cruise? Um, 
Oh, uh, <laughs> I think I have it. Hold on. Let me make sure okay, I, I got I got mine, but I, I I don't know their first names off the top of my list. But one of the Santecas. One of the two. One of the two as like a Lex Grossman type Santeca. That'd be amazing. I was gonna say, um, what about uh, Kasav Maliko, the Weequay Tempest Runner, who's like a Rager warrior guy he could do sort of like a less gross man like really gross oh he, he'd be good at that i feel like the audiobook has like implanted kasav so mm. adamantly in my mind as a very i don't want to say because I, I think yeah Alden, you should finish your fan casting before you listen to the audiobook because that may mess with some of the stuff rolling because the kasav is very very particular <laughs> what kind of accent did they go with Oh, full-on British. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Very much kind of like the, the Weequays on... Uh, like the Weequay Pirates. On Hondo's, yeah, on yeah. Hondo's crew. Not on oh, but his, yeah. like, minions. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be starting a shot here. <laughs> Straight out of, like, lock stock and two smoking barrels. <laughs> yeah, it's Tom Hardy. Yeah. Oh, Hello. Julia, <laughs> Queenie, Julia. Queenie. <laughs> I love how she was like this exotic Bardotan, like new speed, and they just gave her the name Julia. <laughs> like, come on, Jaja, reach for something. Ah, Julia. Great upgrade, though, right? This guy, yeah. Wes Bentley, yeah. this actor, he's so evil in so many things. He's such an evil face. Yeah, he's like one of those guys who looks super familiar, but I could not tell you anything he's been in. Oh, where have I seen him? I think he's in the American Horror Story franchise. I never saw I'm trying many to think of those. What? I don't know that's what would be the pinpoint. So me. this is her uh, her new life since she went ghost. Mm -hmm. Oh, he plays Seneca Crane in The Hunger Games. He's got yeah. the yeah. wacky facial hair. Okay, he's great in that. Um, Doyle and Interstellar. Oh, yeah, I do remember him in that. Yeah. So they didn't expect to see Julia here. Right. I think that's like a... Just a coincidence. Upping the stakes. A little coincidence. Hey, he plays Edelman Lux in the uh, critically acclaimed Jonah Hex. With Michael Fassbender and Megan Fox. What a, what a cast. And Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin. Josh it's Brolin. the movie that yeah. ended Josh Brolin's wonderful streak. Let me see if I can find that streak. It was the craziest like filmography that then just came crashing to an end. This is that one. Oh yeah, here we go. So he had No Country for Old Men, American Gangster, W, Milk, Two other movies I don't know that well. One was a documentary, and then Jonah Hex. Sometimes it'd be like that. But then he tried to crawl himself out with Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. It's okay. He got to be Thanos. <laughs> yeah, how about it? Oh, yeah, okay. So Walker, he said Guardian Angel, so Walker put her here on purpose. Ha <laughs> ha 
everybody else ran normally. <laughs> Tom Cruise ran out of the scene. <laughs> Man, that is great meme format. <laughs> when you use the last roll of toilet paper, I'm so sorry, Julia. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great, like, just meme template for a lot of things. When he's, like, by your year, he, he could be, like, Solo's better than Rogue One. <laughs> and then run up. <laughs> uh, welcome to my life. You got you to gotta swing those arms real hard for that one. <laughs> I like how much of a gentle giant Luther is where it's like mm. he could absolutely mm -hmm. whoop some ass if he wanted to, but he's on all the tech tasks and things with Benji. Like they're a duo. Mm -hmm. He's not just a heavy. That's chopper time, baby. Got a mighty important device there. I don't remember at what point it is, but, um, oh shit, what countdown started. Um, I don't remember at what point it is in the helicopter sequence, <laughs> but like the behind the scenes was like, we like legit thought Tom Cruise died. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, I don't remember like exactly what part it is, but they're like, we were genuinely scared of what happened. I do love the extremist villain trope, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, like, it's like dedicated it's to a cause. Grandiose, like, we have to start the new world and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like why I love the Templars and the Assassin's Creed franchise, once again, going back to that. Yeah. Or um, yeah, Darth Bane. Chris McQuarrie should direct Assassin's Creed. That'd be a really good one. It'd be good. I am actually an apologist for the Assassin's Creed movie. I think I've said that on the show before. That's like a movie that like, I openly know is bad and there's a lot of problems, but I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And not just the historical stuff. I like the present day stuff too because I, I love the franchise. And... I never saw it, but I thought that the, uh, the look of like, I th like when I saw Fassbender in the costume, I was like, I want mm -hmm. this to be good so bad. Oh yeah. And, and like the stuff that takes place in Spain is great. Yeah, like unequivocally great. That's like my take. I was like, if they just told the story set in the old time, yeah, like mm -hmm. that's what I would like. But it, they did the. I mean, they they were true to Assassin's Creed, and they like told the like narrative of the the two times. I think it might be this part where they like actually <laughs> thought he died. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he's insane, man. I don't get him. <laughs> <laughs> it's why uh, you know that a yeah. tough guy tom cruise wants you to wear a mask and he's willing to put his life on the line for so many other things wear a goddamn mask mm -hmm. i'm on the phone with the studios every night is such a great like reaction <laughs> or you know like like a meme photo <laughs> it's so good
Let's climb that rope again. Yeah, McCory's very much a like action director at the moment and you know yeah. throughout his career. Remember that uh, Twitter conversation with him and Ryan when he was like, Yeah, I wouldn't do Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was what you put up with. Yeah, he's a fascinating He's an understated uh, guy too. Yeah. Like he's not like a Taika or like a Nolan where it's like I could tell you much about his personality. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of is like a like a worksman, craftsman. He was also mm-hmm. one of those like like you, you just mentioned Twitter conversation. Like he was one of the kind of first or not first, but like um, memorable. Like I'm going to discuss the craft openly yeah. on Twitter and like take questions and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always been he's always been like very like enlightening to hear from which i think is cool right so here's the thing if you were an actor would you be someone who would go with doing your own stunts uh no no. <laughs> well, I love that. Uh, no, <laughs> no, Jesus, no. I'd I'd be very much the like I'll do what I can. Uh huh. So but you're I'm not yeah, gonna you're, like. You're not gonna go the Tom Cruise. No, I don't Jolie, think. I don't think I'm gonna like. Stress myself out over it. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it's also contextual. Like if I was in a Star Wars and they were like, "Hey, how much lightsaber combat do you want to do?" I'd want to do as much as possible. Yeah. But stuff like this, like traditional action, like I would. Yeah. Like now, nah, let's create jobs. Like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not as impressed by, like, saying, like, Adam Driver does his own stunts. You know, like, Adam Driver's stunt portfolio yeah. isn't extensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be like George Clooney with the, up in the George air. George Clooney and up in the air. Yeah, we were talking about, that the, stunt about this in our text stream. Yeah, yeah. You watch the credits of up in the air. He has a stunt double, and there's two moments where it happened. One, when he dives into the water. Like, a foot foot distance dive into the water a foot tumble. distance dive yeah tumble into the water but you know i tell you the marinas of miami are very are very treacherous alden can probably speak to that better than i could you know very very so dangerous Tumper, and then uh, yeah very treacherous he he climbs through a window yeah Clooney ain't about that who are the other big ones that do their own stunts I know, like, a surprising person who does not do their own stunts and ha- gets a lot of flack for it in their community is Jet Li. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Jackie that's, Chan That's a whole bunch has, of beef, right? Yeah, about Jackie that, Chan yeah. has really given Jet Li a lot of crap about that. Yeah, you know, really? It breaks, it breaks the purity mm-hmm. of that art form. And there's a lot of people who, like, won't say he's the best because of that, right? Yeah, and, like, so, like, Jackie Chan has aged out of doing those films and he has decided to respect the integrity and not like, I'm not going to do these films and have somebody stand in for me for no. the fight sequences. If I am incapable of doing these anymore, which I'm, I'm, I can't, then I'm going to stop. Yeah. He has no desire to do like the old man. Version <laughs> yeah. Of it. I just want to say really quickly, I'm a human with a heart. So obviously I love Jackie Chan. Oh yeah. No, ja- sure. Jackie Chan <laughs> is a treasure. Love Nothing. <laughs> My favorite honorary Oscar moment, you know, 
tear in the eye there. Because you know he was never going to get one any other way, but I think that was back in yeah. – uh, Within the past five years, probably. By the way, I love that oh, Ethan's plan was, I'm going to drop this on him like a piano. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he dodged. <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to stay in one place. <laughs> All right, would you rather run... <laughs> would you rather run through London... <laughs> Or almost crash a helicopter in Kashmir. Well, you're saying almost, Come on. so we're good. But if it's a pilot of helicopters, then Come I can't on. guarantee. You know. So, like, you're guaranteeing I'm not crashing it, so I'm, I'm going with that one. By the wording alone. <laughs> you just have to live with the, the fear of almost crashing. Yeah, right. You don't mm. know that you're not going to crash. Oh, okay. No. But you I'll, go, I'll go with running. But, like, you oh, to, rooftop like parkour. You have to be like Ethan. Like you no rest. You can't rest. You oh, got your no. you mission, man. That's just physically impossible for me. Then I think it's it's helicopter by default. Yeah. My wheezy ass, you know, couldn't make it out of the initial like tunnel. <laughs> you can get your inhaler. <laughs> oh, you can take the you can you're allowed, you can, you're allowed you can, some puff. You can puff. While, you can puff. While yeah. You're <laughs> All right, that works for me. <laughs> Get the albuterol rolling, all right. Well, we're talking about albuterol. Actually, no, I won't do that. Too much, <laughs> too much allegedly in that. <laughs> Don't want to piss off any Liverpool fans. Uh oh. Look at Tom Cruise in this cockpit, and you're like, the fact that they had to delay, I mean, before COVID, they delayed Top Gun so he could actually learn the fighter pilot. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. You know, they actually had to make the smaller helicopter for him. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make him look big. <laughs> oh, and they, they made a bigger helicopter for Henry yeah. to make him look smaller. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Oh my God! This, well, this really breath. was a terrible plan. She like made eye contact with him and then just yeah. <laughs> so just going back a few scenes when when Tom Cruise said Jesus, that confirms that Christianity exists within the. Uh, the mission the possible. <laughs> Within the mission possible universe. Those other churches, we weren't sure. No. <clears throat> Never lingered on the cross too long, you know. Could have just been a T. I love when people go into scary rooms by themselves where the bad guy is. Somebody call Mrs. Potts, because this is a tale as old as time. Hey. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> See, like, breaking through that wall makes more sense than the bathroom one. Mm. She just took a freaking log to the face. Just goes to show that Paris club was shoddy work. <laughs> Are we surprised, though? No, never. Mm -hmm. oh. 
<laughs> I like the pilot. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's the Maelstrom. Yet another a solo attempt. <laughs> I love this because they're not like particularly cool helicopters. <laughs> I guess it's just your basic run of the mill helicopter. <laughs> This reminds me of Hot Fuzz when they're like, we wanted to do all the chase scenes and like the Vauxhall courses and shit. Like, like it's just simple ass police cars. Oh yeah, sorry to forget that little detail. Jesus. I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, not so much. Take it back. <clears throat> I have <laughs> the paths. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> am the night. The night of. I am Martian Rowe. No! Man. Solomon knows how to give a beat down, man. I will choke the life force out of you with my last breath. Dramatic. Meanwhile, in the helicopter chase, <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill doesn't even do his own flying for himself. A coward. Oh no. I hate it when my helicopter catches on fire. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> Guess they shot at it a few times. <laughs> oh, oh boy. No, he'd not be. Sometimes, he, sometimes he just got he it. <laughs> Jesus. Would you rather be hung <laughs> or, or hanged? <laughs> or be stuck in a chair. Right. We agree that I think hanged. it is hanged, yeah. I think that is correct. It is hanged, yeah. A realistic action hero thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Damn that roar. Are uh, they both gonna survive the crash and we're gonna get a <laughs> we're gonna get a one-on-one -on -one fight? 
Here he is rolling through uh, the Central Texas Hill Country right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, that was lucky. <laughs> Lord. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. Get him, that, get him in that vital vital artery there. <laughs> it's a bad day at the office, man. Dude, for real. And Ooh. You didn't get him. He's not dead. Villain's not dead. Gotta kick, <laughs> kick you when you're not looking. Now stab him a few times <laughs> while he's down. <laughs> Damn it, just, Benji! Roll over and just bite him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, even the most beautiful man alive has a little pudgy thing with his jacket when he sits down, too. I feel seen. <laughs> Finally, representation. Uh -oh. Oh, Jesus. oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. Oh, God, the physics. I wish this was a riot. <laughs> Jesus, Whatever. Right? Universal. Like, our fight's going to be in two vertically yeah. lodged cockpits. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Ooh. Ooh, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh no. Uh, Harvey's an origin story. Ain't so pretty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> So it does. They don't need to cut the fuses if they can get that. Yeah, to kill they can switch. Stop that. Oh my god! I think I'm. I do lament that that uh, trailer shot of him flying into the like truck. I think mm. was part of the did got left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, mm. that's a good it's one. a great. It's a great trailer moment, but you know. You're my real husband. She's like, I don't love that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where does her husband think she is right now? <laughs> She's like, I got the runs. <laughs> Why didn't you kill the guy? Sick and hog time, I guess. <laughs> Unless Hunt whoops that ass. Come on, Ethan. <laughs> Meanwhile, Azog the Defiler is just floating underneath. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's such a good joke that only a handful of people are going to get. But I love but it. They're so going to love it. Yeah. It's, it's gold for the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't be living looking like that. You got to go. Unless you wear a cool mask in the That's next true. one, oh, you know, yeah. and that you take off at about the halfway point. Yeah. That's Mission Impossible 7. We need a cool like mask. Rami Malik and the No Time to Die trailers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A I remember when that was supposed to be a thing. A movie we'll never see. <laughs> Did you see that uh, picture floating around? Someone went to their, their local movie theater that had opened back up, and they had the original No Time to Die popcorn buckets. for like, coming oh, out yeah. April 27th, 2020. <laughs> Dude, I remember that was one of my early like goddammit pandemic moments when Fandango still sent me the like the e ticket. No. Oh. I was like, You <laughs> bastards. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I, I had, had that with a lot of Burbank IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Obviously much worse, but happened, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, There's no way he could have actually done that with that body weight discrepancy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love Tom Cruise's panting. It's so good. So Edge tomorrow, there's a lot of that. <gasps> Dude, he's so good. That might be like my favorite Tom Cruise performance. He's so good in that movie. Climb, little man. Climb. <laughs> you believe in you, little guy. <laughs> you have to climb. A little engine that could. <laughs> get him in his get him his freshly burnt face. That jet fuel burn was a good call. Like I mean, or I guess not jet, I guess it's is it still jet fuel if it's in a helicopter? <laughs> but maybe <laughs> Yeah, like you like you don't see that in action movies of like those small little collateral details. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's also just fun when it's the bad guy and they oh, kind of yeah. look the part and the true nature coming out, mm -hmm. all that. Remind me, Gordon, what was that name they used to call me? Woo! Oh! Yep. That's a death. That's a death. Death. Yeah. God, you ain't coming back. You ain't coming back in seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not going to Admiral Trench that one. No. <laughs> no. God damn. I mean, that's like a really, really creative Chekhov's gun. The Chekhov's, mm. <laughs> Chekhov's hook. The hook, yeah. Look at Luther still trying to give them hope. Oh man, you've been scaling shit across six movies. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, so they need the key and they need the, oh, to, okay, to yeah. do the job. Oh, that's even mm. more stressful. That's yeah, not an either or. Okay.
Oh, that's just not right. No. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. What? Uh. It's in his mouth. He hopped up and then bit the fucking button. <laughs> That was a good edit. It really had me going for a second. <laughs> Made me wonder, well, who's going to be the lead of Seven in the post-apocalyptic yeah. <laughs> Mission Impossible franchise? Hey, well, you know, that... Haley Atwell's in the next one. I know. Haley Atwell's in it, and so is uh, Palm Clementiev, who is uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Mantis. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> classic end of spy movie where Nihira just needs a good nap. The second most attractive man in a turtleneck. <laughs> that was crazy. That was a great fight. Good tension. <laughs> I also just love that that shot of him spitting it out because it's like, again, more action movie things you don't think about. Like, you don't have time to do the full climb and pull yourself up. So you yeah. just gotta get it with one hand and use what you got. Yeah, good thing there's a medical station right there. <laughs> yeah, Julia. You're not the White Widow. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm the White Widow now. <laughs> You're not Luther with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> the other woman I was talking about <laughs> was me. <laughs> uh, I mean. I'm just a clueless doctor. Get off your feet, maggot. I wonder if Angela Bassett's character is like the kind of CIA official like you are you're aware of, like as a member of the public. Oh, like yeah, like has like attends trials and hearings, and or like you know, like. Brennan or whatever, you know? Yeah. You, you see him on TV. She's like, I'm not saying I wouldn't smash if I could. <laughs> but Eric is right in the <laughs> other tent. <laughs> So I'm the real hero for ending it with you. <laughs> You've given these people everything, Ethan. Not everything. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Set the dogs on me. <laughs> He's a, a watchful guardian. A 
silent force, <laughs> a dark night. Every time I have a crazy take, that's what always goes through my head. <laughs> Set the dogs on me. <laughs> <laughs> Not running and panting off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Why? Why? This is... Have you learned nothing of the real world, Reed? <laughs> you think these people learn anything? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they're not familiar with the operating agreements of the UK-USA agreement in 1947. I'm just throwing mm. that one out there. Mm -hmm. Damn. And the World Bank. Why did Saya doe-iron over another one? <laughs> ran over me with a car. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so is ethan hunt going to be the director now of imf i don't know i was wondering if um angela bassett follows the uh alec baldwin trajectory well because i know that like mccrory was posting that some people from like the first movie were coming back uh, -huh. uh but i don't know uh necessarily you know i haven't seen those the first right. two so um but in any case i mean very exciting that were that movie excellent rocked. choice yeah yeah, yeah. nick nicky do you want to do the uh the closing the accepting oh okay i i suppose so yeah man all right here we are at the end of having watched this exciting movie the latest installment of mission impossible two more on the way but uh, we would, as one and done film club, like to formally uh, induct and welcome Chris McQuarrie's Mission Impossible Fallout as the third official member of the one and done film club. Here, here. Chris McQuarrie, Steven Spielberg, Mike Newell, trio <laughs> champions. <right there. laughs> Dude. Mike Newell, man. Mike Newell with the come up of the century, man. He's never been held in higher esteem than on this show. Yeah, so so right now, if we had to look at our unofficial standings of, of movies picked, Nikki is currently leading, so to say, though it's not a competition. Two to one to one. There you go. Over the course well, of three episodes. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how that keeps going. Um oh, I don't think we have we even decided if we want to like be teasing what we got next. <laughs> we just feel like we're we don't have a hard rule about it. All I'm saying is, you know, watch the trailer. Every yep. every we got contenders in there. So Yep. But the next one's gonna be an exciting one. I can tell you that much. 
Um, Super excited to revisit. Yeah, the next I've one. haven't seen him in a long time. I haven't even seen some of them the whole way through. <laughs> one of them I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, I, think, I get to be the one who's seen all of them. All there right. we go. There oh, we nice. go. Reed, Reed is the the I'm influencer gonna, this I'm round. Aggressively I, I, watch I, the I, other one now. There we go. I am. I am fully prepared. So much power. I've got within my hands. That movie was yeah. a that movie was a ride. No, yeah, it's a blast, and you know, it's one of those things. The last time I saw it was, of course, in a theater. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's that. it's always like one of those things. It's like you always wish you could show someone mm-hmm. in the in the cinematic experience. That was always my regret with Solo with so many people. I'm like, yeah, I never saw it. I'm like, man, you missed out. You did miss out because on big screen. Yeah, the Kessel Run and all that. But and and again, that segues perfectly into. I think our best moment watching it together. I mean, Reed, re- you and I reacted <laughs> twist on twist on twist. Was yeah. So yeah, it, that it, was it's, it's a real like defining moment, like scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, like when it dawned on me that they, because they do such a clever job of putting Simon Pegg down in the chair and then mm-hmm. rotating the camera, like to sort of make you think you have all the pieces and mm-hmm. Aldwin being in on it, like all that yeah. stuff was so good. Hit with the guns and one of them's not. Oh like, yeah, and and then like, the final yeah. death too. It's just yeah, being yeah. able to react. So I, I think it's fun. We've definitely found a good, you know, balance here between stuff we love, stuff we know, mm. stuff we may not. I hope you, the listeners, uh, agree that there, this variety is a good thing. I can guarantee that at least from my perspective, looking forward to see the rest of season one, there's going to be at least one more episode where I. We'll be watching a film for the first time. I don't know if that's going to be the case with everyone else. It could mm. be for Narnia, based on uh, what we said. If you look at the trailer, and you got to edit that out because I just uh, said what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped it all. There we go. We gotta gotta consult the edit. There it is. All right, all. <laughs> ah, we just leave it in. We'll let it happen. Right. Yeah, one. if you made it here, if you made it here. You made it there. Yeah. It's <laughs> not going to be on the that. social medias, yeah. but you got the exclusive tease for getting yeah, yeah. it. Tease, tease, and you should still be here because that movie, I mean, again, from the from the twist twists straight <clears throat> to that hook in the face, it's yeah. just, you know, the momentum mm-hmm. is. Just another thing about the twist scene, I always love how, how like much further back it extends than you think it would. Mm-hmm. Like it literally starts the moment he lays that file down saying this is what the CIA thinks you're up to or is going to frame you for. And it like, it extends like a good chunk, you know? So it's, it's always fun to see those kind of long cons play out. And yeah. Absolutely. I think that's what's like, it's one of those things that like proves <clears throat> Macquarie's got this for a while, <laughs> you know, like it, like it's one of those things like, this is why the faith was, is there because like yeah it's it's such a cool like execution on so many of the fun things that sort of make these spy movies what they are absolutely yeah and i think absolutely. another thing like you know we, kingsman came up um in the you know just briefly in the conversation and bond kind of as well and we talked a little bit about the these like world ending villains right and i feel like things like this things like kingsman kind of filled the like the void of the craig bond because i feel like craig bond doesn't totally have that right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. of this like 
the villain trying to like <laughs> reset the entire world order kind of thing. Um, so I always thought that was an interesting pivot you saw from like other spy movies because like when Bond got a little more grounded, um, the other ones were like, well, let's embrace the crazy. Yeah, yeah, they're you know all all things in balance. Yeah, especially Kingsman. I mean, Kingsman is like we're gonna go all out on the the nutty. And when yeah. that the Kingsman finally comes out, then it'll be eligible for this show. Which would excite me very much. I'm a huge yeah. fan of that. Same. Um, so yeah, I mean, there we go. It's our first uh, our first entry in a little bit of unknown territory as far as you know, being <laughs> wildly invested in a franchise. But I'm glad we we got to have a good time. And yeah, like the the reactions to those moments are are worth it enough. It's like <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, that and the the hook in the face and just the yeah, I mean, this movie is is all about perfectly placed moments mm-hmm. and and perfectly placed comedy and little character beats. Um, it's very very tight. Like there's a, there's an information. This whole movie's kind of an information dump, but it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm very pleased. And it, and again, you know, it's very rare these days. Being like a you know we're Star Wars fans, we're canon people, we're Marvel comic fans, and we're you know we're, we do all that franchise stuff, Harry Potter, but to consume it all. But it's very rare that in my adult life I watch an out of place installment. You know, starting mm. with the sixth one, but, mm-hmm. but having not done that in a long time, doing it here it makes me want to go back, watch one, two, uh, and and five. You know, the ones that I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. It. I think that's like always interesting, like potential for doing something like this, like whether it's on our end or whether it's like on the listener's end, you know, just, just watching one thing is like enough to sort of be like, Oh, I kind of feel like rewatching some of the others, Yeah, you know, make you, uh, maybe, you know, you watch the rest of the indie movies or something after you mm-hmm. listen to the last crusade. And so I think that's always like a fun part of pot- the, the potential of all this. And absolutely. I can see now that, Fallout will be leaving Prime in 26 hours, so I'm glad we I'm glad we got this done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, uh, you guys gonna go see uh, Mission Impossible Seven? I am because he's on the okay. phone with the studio. So yeah. make, <laughs> make a trip out of it. There we go. Assuming we'll assuming it. we're all safe and good by the time it hits. The most expensive film ticket of all time for someone. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you like all of us individually, you can find us all across the magics of the interwebs and podcast providers and et cetera. You can listen to me at The Babble Bubble, available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. You can follow at Y2K Bubble on Twitter or on Instagram. Look at The Babble Bubble. Nikki, go ahead. Yeah, if you want to catch me on Twitter, Find me at Nuquicious, N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S. And if you want to catch me talking Star Wars, you can hear me on the Imperial Senate podcast at Imp Senate Pod on Twitter, at Imperial Senate Pod on Instagram, and uh, we're on YouTube as well. But you can hear this podcast on Apple and uh, SoundCloud and all those good places. Nice. And you can find me talking Star Wars as well on my show, Octo Radio. 
the Star Wars podcast. Um, that's A-H-C-H-T-O radio across all the podcast platforms. And that's available uh, pretty much everywhere. And then it's also on social also at Octo Radio, all one word. Uh, new show announcements, imminent. Uh, the second show will be popping up and then uh, the third show shortly thereafter. And you can find me uh, tweeting about Star Wars, politics, wrestling, whatever comes into my mind, Dua Lipa, um, all at, at Twitter at AD underscore Strider or on Instagram at A period, D period Strider. So I think we would all just like to say thanks for coming along on this ride with us. Watch out for that jet fuel and those hooks in the face. And we'll catch you next time. Keep up with Nikki, Reed, and Alden on Twitter over at One and Done Show. That's the word one, the letter N, done, and show all together. There you'll find updates, movie conversations, and more. Also find the One and Done Film Club across all of your podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and more. And lastly, be sure to pick up your popcorn buckets and other trash as you exit theater. See you next time.